Hey, this is Ed Spangenberg from Click Tea Shop. And if you're down in the dumps and you need something to pick you up, there's only one thing that will do. What's that? The Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Uninhibited and uncensored for your listening pleasure. Kiss Army. It's Tom Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 91. Baco. (laughs) Uh oh. Can you believe we gave this guy his own episode title? I know. Jesus. It's not like we're like, we're not even really talking about anything. It's just Baco. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to leave it out there. It's just like, okay, Baco. It's 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 like in uh, Wayne's World when they're in front of that green screen and they're like, "Look, we're in Delaware." <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Tom, how you doing? Oh, I'm great, man. It's uh, it's recording night and with Baco. <laughs> Did you just say, "Oh, fucking great"? Oh, fucking great! <laughs> oh, fucking great! <laughs> so, what are we doing tonight here? So we uh, we have a little fun night. We were talking with Baco for quite some time to get him on. And uh, he runs the Cobras in Fire podcast along yep. with his partner. Loose Cannon. Fan of the, the podcast there, Tom? Cobras in Fire is great, man. Yeah, we've actually been guests on it because uh, our buddy Baco is doing a sidecast. So Cobras in Fire rock metal podcast great funny show but he's also doing a side cast of the uh top 25 grunge albums as uh ranked by rolling stone you've Ugh. been a get you've been a guest you did uh stone temple pilots purple i was a guest i did uh screaming trees sweet oblivion so he's got that going on i think the newest episode was facelift by allison chains which is uh, uh a 30th uh was it 30th episode uh anniversary correct yep Yep. Oh, so love, love me some Alice in Chains. Exactly. So, yep. Yeah. It's a, it's a good show. And uh, Baco's obviously a Kiss fan, a lot of Kiss themed things, which is one of the reasons why we were going to have him on tonight. Yeah. And we can get into that in his Kiss stuff. And since this is our Kiss podcast, yep. and we'll we get into that and why specifically him, other than the fact that he's a fun guy and he's and he cracks us up and we love his podcast. So, uh, but we also have a Kiss podcast and we broke down last week monster tom yeah we did a monster sized episode i think it was our longest one and uh 2 hours and 55 minutes Ooh. <laughs> yep we we always start with our poll and uh every time we do an album review episode the poll is based on that and it's a uh, top 4 songs according to us and uh, we ask we we ask you guys to pick what the best song is. This was kind of an obvious one, but the options were "Long Way Down," "Back to the Stone Age," "Take Me Down Below," and "Hello Hallelujah." And of course, no surprise, fifty three percent of the votes 
were wrong and picked Hello Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know um, you're a big fan of Take Me Down Below. Yeah, no, I like Hello Hallelujah, and that's the hit, quote unquote, off that album. So no surprise that that ran away with it. So that was the uh, that was the the episode poll for uh, for Monster. Nice, and uh, we got a shit ton of feedback. Uh, I can start it off, Tom. I can tell you from YouTube. YouTube. Uh, we got your favorite, Marty White. Oh, boy. During this show, Tom wondered if I write my comments myself. I actually use a ghostwriter, Marty <laughs> White Plus. Let me explain. Before I write these, I typically take a few tablespoons of Paul Stanley's Bolognese sauce. <laughs> That's enough to boost the creative side of my brain. Sometimes, though, I sprinkle a bit of Star Child's Stardust for extra effect. The Stardust is more expensive than his $18,000 guitar. Luckily, I was good with money when I was young. So at 46, I can squander without trouble. So I can afford it. And it has really made all the difference. Uh, You can find... Stardust here, and he puts a link to it. PaulStanley.com <laughs> boosts your live life to live win. It comes with a complimentary mask with a note that says, I pity the fool who don't wear this mask. Oh I wonder God. if he pays Mr. T a royalty. Marty, yikes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Richard Goad, guys, relax. No band has ever released an album and calls it shit. It's their job to hype it up regardless of reality. Like you say, they do, in fact, recognize the reality of what they've created by playing so little of it live, even on the Monster Tour. Everybody talks about their album. Nobody fucking talks about it as saying that no one has done a record like this in decades. That is going way above in praising an album that certainly, certainly had gave them no reason to be that boastful. I purposely didn't respond to that Twitter comment because I wanted to save it for this. That's not, that's YouTube, Tom. Oh, I'm sorry, YouTube. Um, and and you 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 nailed it. First of all, I love them. Anybody that tells me or Zeus to relax, <laughs> it, it's it's impossible for either one of us to relax. We we can't relax, especially when we're talking about Kiss and especially when we're talking about Monster. But anyways, you're right. Like Zeus said. Of course, bands and anybody is going to hype their product, whether it's a movie, an album, a book, anything. But you gotta have a you gotta temper it a little bit, like you said. Classic rock. No one's made an album like this in decades. Well, so you're setting yourself up very, very badly for that. So that's why we jumped on him for that. But go ahead. Yeah, uh, that is a little bit excessive. And the whole relax, like first of all, we're doing a podcast. What do you want us to be? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, what do we got next? Yeah, we're gonna do. Um, the next song is long way down, Tom. Okay. All right. Our sponsor this evening is adamandeve.com. <laughs> next on NPR, we'll be covering Monster by Kiss. Dude, <laughs> we we get hyped up. This is like the best part of our week to shoot the shit and laugh about Kiss. So, and yell and yell about their shitty records. <laughs> I know. I feel like we're now like all of a sudden, like nobody thinks we're real because all we do is shit on them. Like when did, that's not how we started this. No, to, uh, no. Tonight will be a good. Tonight's going to be a good episode. We have a couple of great episodes lined up to finish out 2020. So ha- fear not, people. We we love this yeah. band, and we'll, we're we're going to show you that. 
And we're going to get to the comments specifically by someone that said something similar to that. Yeah, but we'll get to it. Um, Tom, I'm going to read uh, some uh, Twitter comments okay. from us. Okay. Yep. So obviously our boy Deuce put some, uh, did his rankings. He put Monster Third from the bottom from as far as album covers. And somewhere along the line, I think he got drunk or something because then, then about 20 other tweets later, there's, oh, I forgot song <laughs> rankings. That's easy um, to forget about monster. Yeah. He had take me down below. Like you number one, Tom smart man. And then he had all for the love at number 12. Smart Even man. Though there are 13 fucking songs that we review. <laughs> Oh, so maybe he was drunk again by the time he did the rankings. Yeah. I didn't see. Did he have his album? Oh, album rankings further down. He put Monster third from the bottom. bottom uh, uh, below Gene Simmons. From Kiss. And above Psycho Circus and above Unmasked Tom. He likes Monster more than Unmasked. Yep. Even I didn't do that. I was going to say, even you shocked me with that. I never thought anything would no bounce way. unmasked. Yeah, no. But oh, yeah, that definitely did. Yep. So that was Deuce. Twisted Kister. I wonder how Animal Eyes Asylum, so good production wise, and Monster sounded so bad. Has to be something technical, right? Always felt Sonic Boom sounded good. So do I. So do I. Yep. Sh- uh, Sean DeHaan. Another great episode, guys. Number one, hell. Number two, out of this world. The rest doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, Dark Halo 72. Another awesome cast. Zeus, you have it so right. Talking about getting a new album by your favorite artist. And after the first listening to yourself, telling yourself, I think I just need to listen to it more time. I just think I need more time with it. Laughing my ass off. So many times I have done that. Thanks for all that you and Tom do. Much appreciated, Doc. Halo 72. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Stanley lives for you. Freak is the best song on this album. Out of the new three, this album stands out as the best. That is absolute. That's the worst kiss take I've ever heard in two years of Shout It Out Loudcast. Uh, oh, Stanley lives God. for you. Stanley lives for you. I love you, man. You're a, you're a fan of the show. You're a Kiss fan. Absurd, but we love you anyways. Yeah, uh, a couple people liked our our clip that uh, our buddy Daryl did for us. Of uh, oh Kerry's yeah, sent us a couple uh, bumpers for us to use. Yeah, and uh, I think they got a kick of it. Bend over, boys. Carrie's oh, boy. taking over. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love it. Louder's got a bunch of comments here. Mark ain't John 84, your favorite name, Tom. This album didn't deserve two plus hours of conversation, <laughs> but I love you guys. Anyways, that is, that's a great call. That's such a great call because thank you for saying that you love us. And I appreciate the fact that, you know, we acknowledge that I said it's, it, it, it it's, it, it's one of the most polarizing albums. It's probably their last. So we, we just wanted to pour it on, you know, and we did, we did break down the book that comes with it too. So it was long for a reason. Uh, SV Puga Great episode as always Hell or Hallelujah And All for the Love Are the best on this album Sorry Tom About Paul His self-congratulation is like a drug addict for me He needs it all the time Or he starts to sweat and shake hands mm, Interesting Okay Good one 
Jeff Wyatt uh, commented, I think, on Deuce's comment. You would look at my list and just shake your head. And then he put his list together. I and saw he it. put all for the love of rock and roll as number one. That's just. He put Hellra Hallelujah as the number 13. How? That can, maybe he got the maybe he got the order like reverse because there's no way. He's got Take Me Down Below 2, Out of This World 3, Freak 4, Tom. Wow. See, I think it just shows you how, how of a mess this album is with fans. It depends on the time, you know? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Graham Richley put a gif of Jan Brady with her wig yeah. on. fucking <laughs> great. That is Best awesome. Best line of the episode. Eric looks like Jan Brady in the episode where she buys a wig to change her appearance. Yep. And he also commented, love how you know Karate Kid and Brady Bunch in such detail. Absolute staple of any Decent music music discussion. Oh. There you go. He's right. No, Jan. You need wig. Look better with <laughs> blonde wig. Go back. The br- uh, brunette wig. No good. <laughs> JR. Germaphobe Gene and Pandemic Paul from Kiss. Last album? No. It's a Zoom recorded theme based one. Lectures from the Elder. <laughs> Nice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then Nicholas Gratton brought up the fact that the episode had some sort of a issue. I don't know what it was with Megaphone. That's the provider that uh, lists our episode. It cut off in the beginning. I I just re I just redownloaded it again to be safe, and it and it fixed it. Yep. So we apologize, guys, who didn't have it. Or if you listen to it and you're like, oh, I didn't know that. All you need to do is just delete the old. And then re-download it, and you'll get the full episode. I mean, who doesn't want 10 more minutes of Monster? Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah, Twisted Kister jumped on that and said, Oh, hell, didn't know there was a cliffhanger was in my future. <laughs> That's right. Uh, good buddy Steve put Hell or Hallelujah first, and The Devil is Me last on his list. Okay. Then we have his, uh, you know, he has his covers ranked. He put Monster right in the middle of the pack, underneath Paul Stanley and above Unmasked. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, that's the covers. Albums ranked. He has Monster just under Hot in the Shade and above Gene Simmons. Wow. He has Monster better than Gene Simmons' Asylum and Cycle Circus. Yeah, well, yes, a lot of people hate Gene's album, but for, I mean, it's not great, but it's not Monster. Yeah. <laughs> Tone Bone 72. <laughs> I love these names. Monster is a monster of a horrible album. <laughs> Sonic Boom. Ooh, wait a minute. Careful about Sonic Boom talk. Yeah. Oh, Twisted Kister came on to say, quick hit. You read the Paul. You read that Paul says he wrote the lyric and melody. Gene came in with the title of the wall of sound. Then you proceeded to rip Gene for the lyrics. What's going on here? Best Buy actually promoted right here as a bonus song. But nope, it wasn't there. Um, I, I made the point that Gene uses his like book of song titles and fun lyrics that he likes to put, and he just puts them together. They're words, they're sentences, but one has nothing to do with anything. Each verse has nothing to do with the previous. The chorus has nothing to do with the other. You know, the pre-chorus has nothing to do with it. It's just all over the place. And Gene kind of took ownership of that song, and it's his mm-hmm. song singing it. So, you know, it's just another one of those, hey. Did you a favor? I wrote the song for you. You sing it. You. You do. (laughs) All right. Here's my favorite one of the week. Shane Swan. 
My wife says every week, how can you listen to these two? They do nothing but rip kiss. For so-called fans, they don't like a lot of Kiss songs, and they rip into the band members all the time. And then he has a couple, like, laughing emojis. I said, no, I don't always agree, but I love it. Thumbs up in a in a Union Jack sign there. Shane, thank you, buddy. Yeah, we fucking have fun with them. Come on. You know, we, we talk about this all the time. This is a Kiss podcast. If you can't have fun with what we're discussing, then I don't know what's wrong with you. This isn't and God bless my shoe from our podcast brethren. This isn't a Neil Young podcast. This isn't an Eagles podcast. This isn't Fleetwood Mac. This is Kiss. You know, lighten up, people. Have some and the, fun. And, and well, the, the best thing I take out of that comment is the fact that his wife listens to us. Yeah. <laughs> she knows. She knows. So I, I love that. But Shane, that's, all, that's hilarious. And like Zeus says, we've been saying this since day one. The way the episodes go, you know, yeah, maybe we're on kind of a, a little negative streak, but uh, monster is is what it is. And like I said, just you'll you'll be fine. You've been listening to us long enough, Shane. You know, you know. Yeah, our first instinct uh, reaction was going to say, well, you know what? I I can call you up and give you a fucking divorce attorney anytime you want. And uh, <laughs> I, I practice bankruptcy law, but if you want to talk to a family law attorney, I'll set you up because that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> Anyways, Shane, we're just joking. Mrs. Shane, we love you too. Mrs. I'm glad Shane. you get the sense of, you know, hopefully you'll get our sense of humor. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Murph jumped in. Oh, actually, Shane did get back. I get it. I really like Monster. I'm not one of those who picks at everything with a fine tooth comb. I've always loved Long Way Down. Sometimes when you say some songs are not kiss songs, I kind of get it, but unholy. Isn't a kiss songs, but fans love it. You're shaking your head. Go ahead. I can't even. That's a whole. Uh, that's a whole separate episode. Unholy is comparing unholy to something on Monster is is crazy. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time out. When we get to Revenge album review, we'll we'll talk about what I think of Revenge and what the kiss sound is on that album. Gotcha. Uh, Murph, Johnny and the Cobra Kai crew did not lay as much of a beating on Danielson. <laughs> As Zeus and Tommy did on the band this episode. <laughs> one to one problem. Fine. Five to one problem. Too much. Ask anyone. Is that your hey. problem? You know, the odds. But I like it. I like it. Hey, look. It, 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 this, that, that, that epi- we had to sweep the leg of Monster. So fuck him. <laughs> Get Monster a body bag. Exactly. Um, AC. I don't know with Japanese, Chinese, Korean lighting. I don't. Beginner's luck. Um, you guys really don't like eat your heart out. I do. Of humble pies, thirty days in the hole. Good song. Listen to them side by side. They both start out with a cappella. You hate that song. You had it ranked last on the entire album. I enjoy the song. The acapella stuff is horrible, but the, the song I like. The, yeah, I will give you credit. I can't get over the beginning. That's okay. 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 DG from Tennessee. Another monster episode, guys. Album is terrible, but Hello <laughs> Hallelujah is pretty good, and I like Wall of Sound. You started off strong, but the, you're, you know, Wall of Sound. Ugh. Yikes. Uh <laughs> Uh, Bill Sharp, all for the love of rock and roll. This song needs 99% less cowbell. 
AC did jump on one more thing he wrote. Great episode, gentlemen. Love that Carrie intro. Awesome. I thought Tom was very honest and brutal on the Monster album. I like it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, it's got to be. I don't like it. That's what that album is. God. What do you got over on Facebook, Tom? All right. So Facebook, we got a lot of interaction. Again, we thank you guys so much. We thank you guys for the retweets, the shares, all that stuff. Comments are great. Uh, So Daniel Peoples, I completely understand why most don't like this album. For me, there's only a few songs that stand out when I'm not listening to it, mostly Gene songs. This album will always be lumped in and compared with Sonic Boom with it being the same lineup, but I cannot understand how Sonic Boom isn't more loved than it is. Well, we'll save that for Sonic Boom. Jason, Jason Worden, great episode. I learned a lot. I hadn't really paid attention to it. First Kiss CD, I didn't actually go and buy a physical copy. We'll give it another listen. Eight years already. Wow. And then I commented, thanks. Try to get it cheap on eBay. <laughs> Rob Schwartz. It's like Kiss made a Creatures of the Night Part 2 with this album, but to me fell short. Holy fuck. Yeah, way short. But still a good album. Haven't listened to Monster in a few months, but I will today. Rock on, fellas. Okay. Uh, Creatures of oh the Night Part 2 sucks. It's the worst sequel of all time, then. Here we go. We got some hot takes coming up here. Johnny Peru. I love it. It's not their finest moment, but I prefer this over Dynasty, Unmasked, and Crazy oh. Nights. <laughs> so I responded. I said, now that is a hot take. And he said, to me, these are their worst albums, though they are still good, but others are better in my opinion. Scott Donaldson, looking forward to this, guys, as this is, the, as this is one underrated album. I feel it's a bit of a throwback songwriting-wise. Song for song, it's better than Psycho Circus. Yikes. Oh, boy. Sean Stelton, great discussion as usual. As Tom started discussing how the lyrics of Paul's songs do not fit what is expected of Kiss, I'm wondering if your opinion would be different if these songs appeared on a Paul solo album. Great question. Probably. You throw these on like Live to Win? Maybe. Maybe. Because Live to Win is like that. I would still say they suck. Oh, no, I would, too, but at least at least they'd fit somewhere better. Dave Koska, between this and Sonic Boom, I have no desire to hear either one of those albums ever again. <laughs> Literally the only two Kiss albums I do not like at all. Larry Preston, very good album. I like it better than Sonic Boom. A lot of Sonic Boom comparisons. Alex Sister Thorne. albums, Tom. Sister yeah. albums. Right, right. Alex Thorne, eh. It's just not an album worth listening to more than a couple of times. The production is terrible, and all the songs sound and feel the same. Now, Sonic Boom was a good album. Okay. Charles Easton. I don't want to see Kiss clock out and turn in their keys with this effort. It was a rocking album, but overall a bit disappointing with the production. You guys nailed that. In the material, that was not what I expect to hear from this band. The band sounded great. Rest in peace, Paul's vocal range. And some of these songs deserve their place on my Spotify Kiss playlist. Sonic Boom was a better Kiss effort. Monster, I hope, is not the Kiss swan song because they deserve a better finale and all the true Kiss fans deserve a true Kiss record. Complete with Paul-isms, Gene-isms, and a nicely spaced out, no pun intended, instrument arrangement that doesn't sound just like one big wall of sound. Fun tone, melody, and innuendo compositions that we've come to know and enjoy over the band's career, aside from Elder, Psycho Circus, and Carnival. 
great deep dive this week, guys. Thanks for taking us down below monster. Awesome. Charles. Thank you. That's that was great. Scott Wheeler, something always about the sound and production of this album that bothered me. You guys nailed it too heavy, too muddy, too noisy, no touch, no feel or finesse. Uh, then Stephen Wood posts a picture of the Halloween Keeper of the Seven Keys album cover and says, <laughs> unclog your ears, boys. This album is fantastic. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here comes another hot take. Sam Pedigo. It's up there with Creatures, Lick It Up, 70s albums, and Revenge. I don't even know where to go with that. Yikes. S- Steve Moreland. It's in my top five Kiss albums ever. Oh, boy. Okay. Kevin Jepsen, guys, holy hell, you are crazy. I agree with the sound for sure, but wow, Tom, your hate for Freak, what the fuck? Being this is going to be their last album, I'm okay with this. Oh, I'm okay with this. Love this album. And then he gives his rankings. He has Hello Hallelujah number one. And then he says, suck it, fuckos. <laughs> uh, Kevin, we love you, man. So that's uh, that's Facebook. The co- the feedback was great. Album reviews are always great. And the, and the more polarizing the album, the better the comments. So thank you guys for that. Yeah. And the, the thing about this is as well is like we enjoy it because I think it gives us good talking points to bring up conversations and stuff. It's not just to pat us on the back. Um, although, of we course, love, we love the reach around from you guys. Um, <laughs> and to, let's wrap this up, Tom, with uh, some monster stuff. Uh, this one's from our buddy Graham Richley. T and Z, what happened, guys? Love the latest episode. Can only say, I hope this is the most divisive album review you have done. I know there is no right or wrong answer when it comes to opinions, but I'm so bursting with indignation. I can't help it. Jump in to defend Monster. Wow. I agree with a lot of what you guys said. The quotes in the booklet about the quality of the album are embarrassingly over the top. It's as if though they're releasing Zeppelin 4 or Back in Black rather than a Kiss album hoping to recapture glory days. But I also reckon you guys are way too harsh on this album. To me, the production is good. Gene's bass has never sound better. Tommy shreds like a man possessed. I love the sound of this record. And just as importantly, the attitude. It is loud and it rocks. Unlike the wimpy, crazy nights, Bon Jovi light, or the suicide-inducing gloom of Carnival of Souls. This is a true hard rock album. A couple of specifics. He gives a shitload of specifics. Anyways, apologize for the rant. Thanks for the reading. I know everyone has their opinions, which is why your show is so much fun. If I can't vent to you kiss nerds about why I love this album, then who should I? Looking forward, as always, to the next episode. You guys are the best, Graham. Uh, We love that you do that, Graham. And there's just way too much feedback. Otherwise, I'd read this whole thing. The only thing that I would say is it's not very melodic. And this production doesn't help that at all. You can't pick up stuff. And for me, it's just, it's like when Sonny tries to convince me that Striper is a good band. Oh, I've tried listening to that shit. I just yeah. can't. Okay. They're yeah. harder than yeah. I expected to be. I remember them from the eighties being like a pop rock band. I listen to it now. It's harder. Doesn't mean it's better. I yeah. don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, no, yeah, and we and we respect Graham. Graham, we respect your opinion. That's what the, that's why we read this feedback because we want everybody's thoughts and ideas on the album. So, and if you love Monster, crank it up. Rufus Grimger, hi guys, just discovered your podcast and listened to the latest episode where you reviewed Monster. Overall, great job with the podcast. It was fun to listen to and good to hear your frank, unvarnished comments on the band. 
Now, with respect to this episode, I do agree with your view generally. The album is pretty underwhelming and deserve the harsh smackdown it received in your critique. The one song I differ with you is All for the Love of. I actually find this is one of the catchier songs on the album and much more melodic than most of the other plotting tunes. Many, not all that Kiss-like, but no worse than, say, Tomorrow and Tonight, which I feel has similar Rod Stewart-type feel. That is fucking insane. Uh, not my favorite song, but it would make the top five of this record. I do agree that Take Me Down Below is definitely the number one in this album. Keep up yeah. the good work. Looking forward to your next episode. Rufus, Edmonton, Canada. Nice. Uh, were you in the bubble there for the NHL? Uh, Rufus, when they, they just finished up the Stanley Cup, Tom. Congratulations, right. Tampa right. Bay. Rufus, I, I just think I, I'm comparing, I feel, uh, All for the Love with uh, one of my favorite Kiss tunes tomorrow and tonight. That's where I was just, I'm just busting chops like i don't i don't see the, that as a comparison i don't think i don't know why everyone com- says that we i didn't bash that song as much as tommy tommy's the one that can't stand it i think it's catchy it's not a very kiss tune but and I, and I and i will and i will agree with rufus on on this one thing all for the love of rock and roll i don't like it but i'll give you that the fact that it's catchy and melodic it's not it is not a plodding song it's not wall of sound or devil is me I just don't like it. I'm not a huge fan of Eric's voice, but I do understand what he's talking about when he mentions the the, the song. So, and uh, we got more emails here. Our buddy Tony Smith, as always, hey, hey dudes, just my opinion, but as far as Monster and Sonic Boom go, the songs by Eric and Tommy are my absolute favorites on both albums. Of course, I'm a fan of Any Way You Want It, and then she kissed me. So, what the hell do I know? Great episode as usual. Oh, thanks, Tony. We're going to talk about those songs when we get to those albums, but mm-hmm. um, our buddy Scott Donaldson, nice uh, email here. Hey, Tom and Zeus, another cracking episode. I was dreading the day for the monster album review. As I know, most Kiss fans don't rate this album. I'm one of the few that actually like it. I'm not going to say it's one of my faves, but I still like it and listen to it way more than Psycho Circus. I will admit the production of the album is not great. I think if they remixed it, we might have a different view on the overall album. I'm not one to overthink the lyrics of songs. And when Kiss sing songs like Take Me Down Below or Burn, Bitch, Burn, I don't picture Gene getting on it. (laughs) I still think this album would have been more accepted if Ace was involved, as apparently most fans think Ace can't do any wrong. I have no interest in Ace doing a cover album and about the same of Paul doing Soul Station. I'll take albums like Monster from Kiss over Ace and Soul Station any day of the week. Uh, On a side note, interesting what Eric said regarding how he treats his job in Kiss. Hopefully the time away, he will generate a newfound passion along with pandemic Paul. Stay safe, guys. Looking forward to another great show this week. Hey, by the way, love the long episodes. Cheers, Scott. Scott, awesome, buddy. Thank you so much. That's yep. great. Great Scott's points. Great. Last email here from Mark A. Hey, guys, another great episode. I'm glad you guys gave the album a chance and didn't just shit on it like many other podcasts do. Are you confusing us with another show? <laughs> Is it a perfect Kiss album that lives up to the hype? No, but it's not all bad either. And then he gives a really great review of the album. He talks about the production. Um, He likes Tommy's Out of This World and Sonic Boom's When Lightning Strike. Um, He says, I think the main reason Tommy keeps doing space-related songs is because Paul is probably telling him to. That I agree with. He's probably right. Tommy co-wrote many songs with Black and Blue that weren't space-related, so we know he can do it. I have a lot of respect for Tommy. He's in and out of kiss, but at the end of the day, he's an employee and just doing what he's told by Paul and Gene. I think people should be mad at Paul, not Tommy when he does these kinds of songs. All right. I've always loved take me down below too. Then he gives his rankings. 
He has monster ranked second to last. Gene Simmons is last. Keep up the great work. Mark Arnold. Awesome, Mark. Thank you so much. Great emails as always, guys. Love it. Love it. Wow. Woo. Good stuff. You ready to get a little bit more excited, Tom? Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Uh, after all that monster talk, man, whew, we got our guest coming up soon. It's hot. And when it gets hot, it's time to go to adamandeve.com because free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off. Then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Use promo code loudcast at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him special gift for her and a third item you will both enjoy. And don't forget those six free spicy movies and free shipping promo code loudcast at adamandeve.com. So Tom, we got a little surprise for you tonight. We're going to turn the microphone over to Baco is here tonight from the Cobras and fire podcast. Baco, welcome to the Shout Out Loudcast. This is your first visit to podcast royalty. Welcome. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, I've had both you guys on the uh, the sidecast I'm doing, whatever, never mind. So uh, first of all, thank you very much for contributing to that. It's been a lot of fun. But yeah, definitely. I think this is also my first exclusively KISS podcast I've guested on. Hopefully I'm not forgetting somebody and and piss them off but I'm, i've always been a little irritated it's like what uh, uh three sides of the coin doesn't want someone with uh, free thought on their program i just uh so uh <laughs> here i am <laughs> no we, we, we yeah hold we, on we, a sec. Wait, wait, let me get my sandwich <laughs> <laughs> no we welcome we welcome free thought on this show that's for sure but no you're right you're your you're cobras and fire podcast that's an it's an awesome uh rock podcast you guys are great you and your uh your co-host loose 
And your side cast has been awesome. Like you said, Zeus guested on there. We did the Stone Temple Pilots Purple episode. I guessed it when you did the Screaming Tree Sweet Oblivion episode. And you recently did uh, Facelift. And uh, you had uh, Chris Sinzak as your co-host, correct? Absolutely. That's all nice. correct. Awesome. Good so, stuff. Real quick, though. Yeah. yeah. I, also, I also brought football back. Big 10, baby. Oh, <laughs> Oh God! Here we go! Here we go! Just kidding. That's as political as I get. I promise. I, okay. It was, it, it was just you last missed. Night. Me and Tom were going to take the <laughs> intro earlier, and we're like, okay, let's do this before we get this. Uh, before we have Baco on, we'll tape the intro. Mm-hmm. Forty-five minutes later, of me and him doing politics back and forth, screaming yeah. at each other. Yep. We're like, all right, we should have done this as an episode. He's like, no, 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 no we shouldn't have. No. Yeah. So Baco, who you're uh, just real quick, who was your, your most recent episode? You got you got quite the get on Cobras and Fire. Who'd you have? Yeah, it was a pretty big deal, huh? Um Rob Halford from Judas Priest, baby, the metal fucking god. Damn. Uh, that was That's pretty a- awesome, man. Yeah, good for you. That's a great score. Rob Halford, he's got a he's got a book out, correct? Yeah, confess. So nice. Uh, awesome. Good for you. A lot of man on man love talking that. So <laughs> yeah, baby. He was great, man. It was it was good to have him on the show, and yeah, obviously huge for us. So, yes, I, I was gonna say there's a story. My brother would always tell me this story that someone had asked him, like when he had first kind of come out, and he was like setting it up for him, like you know you're you know you're gay, and who is the only like you know do you have a male crush? And like before he could finish the sentence, he went Howie Long. <laughs> yeah, and it was like that more than once. Brother, yeah. This is like my brother's been telling me the story for years. He goes, "It was the most like what the fuck? <laughs> Where did that come from?" But yeah, he's got a type. Yeah, yeah I guess so. I swear to God, like when he came out, like it turned out it was like the late '90s or something like that. But I had heard in the mid to late '80s that he was gay, and I I don't recall the exact moment, but I thought it was open. I didn't think it was a secret. And then when he came out, and I was like, "What's?" Uh, it was like Clay Aiken coming out for the fourth time. You know, it just <laughs> Clay it was like Aiken. I thought he was, or I thought everybody knew he was gay. It turned out that was a little bit of a secret still. Right? Yeah. I, no, I, re- I remember that too. He came out, and everyone's like, "Yeah, like okay, it's real. <laughs> it's really not that breaking news, but yeah, whatever. Good, you know, good for him. Whatever. He's great. He's Rob Halford." <laughs> Yeah, you, and I, <laughs> that's funny that you say that, Clay Aiken. Um, but we're—I think we're about a similar age, um, which is great. And I love the fact that we have you on is because our other fellow podcast brethren have no affinity for grunge at all, and it's so fucking aggravating. So, so anytime, like in our little text group, we'll go back and forth. And so I just threw out to Tom earlier this morning about, hey, I just saw a facelift. Uh, they have an anniversary ep- um, uh, LP coming out, and I don't collect vinyl. And I sent it. He's like, I already ordered it. And it's yeah. just like, and I <laughs> got right Cooney on, so. and the rest of them like, meh, meh. And I'm like, you fucking guys. They do meh to Pearl Jam's 10. They do meh. Like, they hate Nirvana. Oh, dude, they, and dude, they're they, not alone. They, Dude, they do Matt to Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> Saigon Kick has their second record, Water, out on vinyl soon. <laughs> oh, God. See what I mean? I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah. No, you're probably right. And those guys will be like, I love Saigon Kick. I interviewed the keyboard player in my fifth episode from the podcast two years ago. 
<laughs> yeah, Ugh. but I don't want. But I don't want to talk about Led Zeppelin. Yeah, no, when we did, and then when we did our bonus episode, our, our recent bonus episode with the, we did Allison Chains Jar of Flies, and it was like, uh, I'm like, oh god, guys, you know, I know grunge isn't for every, <laughs> grunge isn't for everybody. And like I always tell our buddy Steve Wright, I'm like, yeah, I know it's not Halloween or Saxon, but you'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> fucking saxon i have tried so many times with them i don't hate them there's some stuff i like but uh <laughs> jesus fucking christ uh, i don't get it yeah. oh thank God. you yep. it's funny you say that but you know what i'm kind of stuck on something you mentioned earlier there are other kiss podcasts out there only uh, well uh just you and uh uh the kiss room those are the only two i know oh, okay okay yeah. good good to know good to know <laughs> yeah there might be a couple more but who who knows oh okay yeah wasn't sure. I didn't know if Kiss was something that a lot of podcasters like to talk about. I well, thought it was just the, your problem is that you haven't been to Rock and Pod yet because then you would know there's the, the Kiss Wing of podcasts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so. Is that a negative thing that we haven't been there? Well, no, absolutely. Yeah, you guys would fucking love it, and uh, you'd be uh, definitely welcome guests. So I look, I'm not the guy who runs the damn thing, but I, I know for sure you guys would fit right in. Uh, somewhere between Cobras and Fire and, I don't know, uh, what's Kent Podcast? Somewhere, yeah. It's, uh, hey, you guys are kind of dicks, so there's a good chance you'd be shoved over <laughs> next to us and to me. So. Hey, 2021 is not far away. If Rock and Pod takes know. off, who knows? We might make a visit down there. You never know. I, ho- I hope so, because I, I, I'll definitely be there. Nice. Okay. Awesome. So one of the things that we wanted to have you on for, besides your kissless and your sense of humor and your fun podcast, my friend, you used to run the Paul P-A-W-L Stanley <laughs> Twitter account. Uh, to us, that's legendary. And when it, when it came out that it that was you, we were dying laugh. I like the fact that we didn't know who it was. Yeah, we we used to love what. And Tom quotes this all time. What was your favorite tweet that you say all time? So he, he did one. It was talking about the Kiss Cruise. He's like, oh, I get people to to buy tickets for the Kiss Cruise. We're gonna play deep cuts. All right, Love Gun. <laughs> <laughs> That just, that just made me fucking laugh so bad because I'm picturing Paul Steele be like, you guys want deep cuts? Nope. <laughs> well, he would tweet stuff that like, um, like that, like, like working hard on new tracks for the, the, the kiss cruise. And then you'd see the kiss cruise set list and it would be yep. underwhelming. So then that came, I'll tell you how the whole thing came about was, um, I, I follow Paul on Twitter, but on my own personal page and he would post well, still does. Tons of inspirational shit, but almost kind of like shitty digs that are also <laughs> inspirational, you know? Like, we'll oh, get you, to that. You, you actually mentioned it on your most recent podcast. Like, things he tweets are often like signs in a therapist's office. You know, but <laughs> yeah. it's like, it'd be like, you know, and he'd always hashtag him live to win. But it'd be like, a 92-year-old woman just <laughs> ran the New York Marathon. What did you do today? Hashtag live to win. And it would, it would be shit like that. And so I, I, me and a buddy, the, the two of us that did most of the tweeting, I, I just texted him out of the blue. I was like, you know what we should do? is just for about 24 hours, tweet really shitty things like, I took the last three pennies in the t- give one, take one jar at the, at the convenience store. Hashtag live to win. You know, like... <laughs> Shitty things like that. And we we wanted to hijack that thing. And two hours later, he had set up the whole Twitter account, gave me the password. And 
Yeah, for uh, five five years we did that. So I think the funny one of my favorite things about the entire account was the 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 profile picture was a bald pulse. <laughs> yeah, like some uh, Photoshop picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my god! But so, but speaking, how did but it speaking, end? Oh, yeah, I want to before how uh, how how did it officially end? Well, we were told that um, even though it was clearly a parody account, and parody accounts are accepted by by yeah. Twitter. We were told that our account was actually trying to pretend to be somebody that we weren't. It was basically a gray area. Um, and off the record, well, I mean, I, I'm i not going to get into it here. I, maybe I'll tell you guys personally at some point, but we, I'm pretty sure I know who actually reported us to Twitter. Oh, and it was wow. not Paul Stanley. Uh, really? Or, I don't even think it was a member of KISS. We were followed by Gene and our Gene's uh, kids. And Paul, we were blocked by Tommy and Gene, but uh, yeah, um, yeah. There, there, there was one little tweet I think rubbed one person the wrong way, and <laughs> about three hours later, our account was locked out, and then wow. yeah, there, was, there was no going back. So, all right, let's end the episode so you can tell us. Sorry, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm dying to hear this. Uh, so th- no, that's funny. So it'll uh, segue uh, into. We didn't really get to it earlier, and that is Kiss News. So for the this week, Kiss News really not much out there. Uh, Ace was at some like fucking farm festival, looking like a scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> there was a photo of him on his look, look like a fucking ski ride or ski lift. He was on something in the back. I'm like, dude, he's definitely gonna. This. Oh my god! It was, it, it was like a big. It was like that big swing with it. With that, like the faster it goes, you go out, and he was just like sitting there with his big fucking <laughs> nose. And he was like, <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, he's definitely gonna puke on a kid below. <laughs> Holy fucking shit! <laughs> what the <Yes>. fuck? <laughs> fuck this, Curly. <laughs> exactly. Fucking throwing up everywhere, and he's got this hot new girlfriend, and he's another yeah. one. He's like. On top of like a haystack with her, like got her pinned up, and it's just <laughs> fucking. And I don't get. And I, I mean, and you're right. His new girlfriend, she is a smoke show. And you look at yeah. Ace, like, dude, that fucking nose could block <laughs> out the sun. You're like, I, 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 I whatever. What, what, what happened to his nose? He didn't have that big a nose for the longest time. That's <laughs> Tom likes to. Yeah, Tom likes to say it's an old Boston Irish politician's nose. Yeah, <laughs> like Tip O'Neill. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And um yeah, he's not he and that and he's got that awful wig that he wears now. It's just I don't know what's with kiss and wigs. It's just what <laughs> the know. fuck? Dude, just I know. you're here, your hair's gone. Look at Rob Halfer you just talked to. It's okay. Look at me. No, Come on. Yeah. Take it's it off. Basket. Yeah. Exactly. Take it off. It makes sense on stage, but yeah, off stage, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, not for Ace, just be who you are. But you know, when they're doing the makeup and all that stuff, as right. much as I'm like, I, I can bitch about that that whole thing. It does make sense to throw a wig on with where they're at right now. Yeah, you're yeah, right. I, you're right. And then the other pit of news is our friend Paul Stanley posted this. Tom, what did he post? So we always like to. Uh, it turned out to be like a couple months ago, where you know, once the once COVID really kicked in and and. Paul Stanley, you know, and the tour got postponed and the cruise got postponed. Well, Paul Stanley just just turned into what we call Pandemic Paul. With, pandemic with, Paul. That's one with, of the highlights of your show as far as I'm concerned. With his yeah. tweets. And, we, so, and it's not even something that we seek out. It, he just does it to himself. Yeah. So 
So last, what's I think this was so four days ago. This got a lot of play on on social media. His his tweet. So he starts out because we all know Mister Sensitive Paul Stanley. He he tweets out a short note. Put simply, when you come here, you are a guest in my house. If you don't like the conversation or my having a point of view, leave or I can show you out. No rudeness or insults. Stupidity comes at birth. Ignorance and bad manners don't. Be respectful or gone. Thanks. There's your there's your pandemic, Paul. Can I and jump in on something, Tom? Of course. Of course. So our buddy Sonny writes, so I don't love Soul Station. Our 36-year relationship is over? <laughs> <laughs> and then you had people coming after him. Like, you know, yeah. and then you had other people saying, you know, you're the greatest thing in the world. You know, thank oh, God for so thank God for Paul Stanley. Nauseating. Whatever. Nauseating. Whatever. Nauseating. Yeah. We people, co- they fucking give him the idea that he's a handsome man at this stage. And he does these fucking outrageously close-up photos of his face and there are times it's like oh paul doesn't look bad but there are fucking times oh my goodness what the fuck is that and and what we like to do is screenshot them and text them to each other so one of us will be like you know doing something at work and all of a sudden they'll get a screenshot of paul's face what do you mean you're talking about the crooked man I I call it resting. Just smell the fart face. That, that's <laughs> yeah, what he he kinda, always. Yeah, like, you're right. Like man, who farted? It's like resting. Who farted face? There we go. Rest, resting. Who farted face? All right, I like that one. <laughs> you know, it's just it's exhausting. Like in Paul, I love oh, the yeah. Star Child, but pandemic Paul on his fucking huffy bike going around like yelling at kids. <laughs> put on your mask. Is just. Not very rock star like, and it's no. just yeah. Somewhere along well, the line, he needed validation. The, neither is singing the Pledge of Allegiance, and they did that. And I've seen a lot of people go, "I am so proud to be a Kiss fan." It's like I were there for that. Fuck that! I came to a Kiss concert, not goddamn second grade fucking classroom. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We're we're doing the fucking Pledge of Allegiance at a fucking rock show. You know how many beers I slammed in the parking lot? <laughs> You're like, all right, everybody, hold on. We're gonna just stop the show. Let's all uh, salute the. Flag. And I'm not shooting down any of that stuff. I'm saying that time and place, man. Read the Thank room, you. Paul. That was very awkward. Zeus and I were at that show. It was the Freedom Perception. to Rock tour. It was the Freedom to Rock tour 2016. And we knew we knew that at the end of the show, they did a charitable thing. They found a local charity, presented the check, and we're like, okay, that's great. And yeah. then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, he orders the, the entire arena to do the <laughs> Pledge of Allegiance. And I felt, <laughs> I felt like Chevy Chase in Christmas Vacation when they get up <laughs> and he stands up and he's looking around and everybody's like, what the fuck are we doing right now? <laughs> yeah, that was awkward. Yes. Yeah. Not yeah. very. Not very rock star like watching a giant fucking check be presented while everyone's standing around like, dude, my buzz is leaving. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing here? It's like, do you know how many people in this arena puked already tonight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I know. know. I that know. was tough. That was tough. Anyway, we um want to tell us a little bit about what you do on your podcast before we get to the main topic here. Sure. Uh, we uh, well, the, the Cobras of Fire podcast was actually started by uh, Lewis Cannon. He brought me in on episode I think three because uh, he got t- tired of talking to nobody basically, and he reached out to me because he liked 
my writing on Decibel Geek. At the time, we were both writers on Decibel Geek. But our show basically is a lot like the last, I don't know, three minutes of what we were just talking about. I mean, we we talk about things that happen in current events and things like that, but then we just kind of twist the conversation to our own liking. Um, we might even mis- purposely misinterpret things at times. Uh, but, yeah, it's all it's all fun and games. KISS delivers a lot of information for us because we're both diehard fans, and, and, of course, and they never never stop giving the goods but and then we'll also do things like we'll we'll, we'll get into a record or, or a certain artist and do interviews on the side typically we do the interviews by ourselves just just for scheduling purposes it's a lot mm-hmm. easier to try and light up two people than three um but yeah no it's uh it's a lot of fun if you like it it's it's kind of like a filthy morning show in a certain in a certain way it's like because you know you know, we got news about Ace's, you know, fascination with vibrators coming up in, in an episode here or two. But, uh, and so that that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, it, uh, if you haven't checked us out, please do. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway. Awesome. That's a, it's a great show. You guys are hilarious. You guys do an awesome job. So, but before, before we get into your list, I just want to real quick and and we'll, we'll cover this a little bit more specifically as we go through the list, but just real quick last week, <clears throat> Zeus and I reviewed, the monster album. So what we'll, oh, I we'll love get... that episode. I was surprised. I, th- I figured a little more love from you guys. There was almost nothing I disagreed with. I mean, it wasn't a hundred percent, but I was like, these guys are not too far from where, cause I think that, that it's the opening track and then trash. Uh, the last two records in, we did a Sonic boom one, which is to me, those albums are damn near synonymous, but so eh. anyway, whatever. Not where we're going here, but it was unless you want to, I don't care. But uh, your show, it was funny. I enjoyed it, and I was actually surprised. I expected a little bit of snark with a little more love, but no, it was great. You guys, okay. oh, I, for a piece of shit. I, yeah, I appreciate that. We appreciate that very much, and we'll get into the specifics because we'll run through the list. Is uh, so why don't you why don't you start off by telling us this project of ranking every song? Why did you do it? How did you do it? Well, uh, Decibel Geek has a thing called Kissmas in July, and it, when I first started, I used to write for Decibel Geek a lot more than I do now, which is now just a handful of times a year, but I would always gear up for Kissmas in July, and I would start writing my articles for that. Like, uh, the, I think the uh, one of the, the years before this, I did, like, um, articles like uh, Who Saved Kiss, Who Killed Kiss, and there were separate articles, and it was like, it was all these mug shots. And like, yeah, I would run down a list of things. I did uh, the five kiss books that need to be written that will never be written. Um, and then like I had the idea that I was like, what if I literally ranked every fucking studio track kiss did? I, was, I decided to remove the solo albums. I'm like, I was already taken on enough. But so that that was the concept. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's basically just a list. So that's yeah. the hardest work. And then I, I can actually speak put it out over four articles and, and cover a whole month. So it's a little bit being a little lazy too, but I started in November just because I knew I would have to, I don't know, at least have some integrity to it for the For the most part, I, I believe in the list. I will say this. I, I've said it on our show. Like if you get basically about one fifty five, I, I actually marked it on here. What song from that point on, I think it's pretty much good music all the way. And Really, depending on my mood, I could flip flop one fifty five to fifty in almost any order. It's really the low end and the high end that I really committed the time to. 
But here's how I did it. I basically just I, I, I opened a fucking Excel spreadsheet. I started with Kiss, the first record. I listed the song. I listed the first song, and when I got to track two, I'm like, "Do I like this better than? Do I like exactly Firehouse better?" Than, and I would just do that. I literally did that for 219 tracks. Wow! And like, so I would like, well, I like it. So you know, you get you know 100 tracks in it. It's like, well, I like it better than this song, this song, this song. You you're sliding stuff way up. So yeah, I would, but I would like, I would, I tried to at least commit to it where I wasn't just skipping 30 at a time. Like yep. I'm like I'm gonna make sure I look at every song. So I I did put the time in. Uh, I, I I like it as a talking piece because Kiss is so much fun to talk about. I also like being just f- fucking hardcore with like that's my opinion, and anybody else that disagrees can go fuck themselves, you know. So uh, that that's kind of the the approach. It's all meant to be fun though. I I really like the idea that someone can come back at it. Great. Now the thing about this list is. We tried that, and it's kind of like, so we've done 10 album reviews. Mm-hmm. Actually, Monsters are number 11th. And what I told Tom is, when we, as soon as we start doing them, let's rank the songs. Okay, we did that. Like we, I've, I'm very anal and OCD, if you guys haven't heard or you <coughs> haven't heard. So I'm always like, okay, if we start something, let's start it from the beginning. So as we put every album review, it's quite simple. If I'm going to review every Kiss song at some yeah. point, we're a Kiss podcast. Do it as we go along. Okay, our first album review, we did Animalize. What was the yep. second? Gene Simmons, I think, Tom? Dr- Dress to Kill. Dress to Kill. Quite simple. So, then you the, take those uh, songs. Real, real quick there. So you guys are kind of picking the the albums the way um, Sound of Vinyl is picking which record to release a special colored vinyl on. <laughs> Just about. Just, <laughs> no fucking reason at all. Hey, Pretty much, a, yeah. Well, we got the Orange Dynasty. Here you go. The, re- the, re- the reason, well, yourself. we... we, we, we <laughs> We wanted our album reviews to be random so that listeners couldn't like we didn't want it to be chronological because we we wanted people to not know what the hell was coming at him. So we did Animalize, Dress to Kill, Gene Simmons. Like we just did Monster. Like before that, it was Asylum. You know, we've done Rock and Roll Over. We've done sure. uh, the Paul Stanley solo. And like Zeus said, we'll, we'll, we'll go and do what you did. We'll take each album and then rank all the songs. So by the time we're done, I mean, we include the solo albums. So and you've just, kept up with it is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Yes. We're up to yep. 11. Oh. Yep. oh, yeah, yeah, We had an yep. episode where we broke everything down. We put Sonny and uh, Steve Wright on. We talked about all the songs. We've ranked them. And it's funny because after you do that, so we rank the album when you review it. And then when we did the calculating of each song, so, like, let's say you did all this. I put Rock and Roll Over as my number one. But then when I ranked each song, so let's say I put, uh, I don't know, I Want You as song 50 of the list of a, the first 100. We ranked all those songs. You added up the average. I'm like, holy fuck. The, the debut album is like way higher. Mm-hmm. All the songs are ranked way higher than when I did the average than the average I did on Rock and Roll Over. So maybe I'm wrong. But it's something about Kiss, that specific album, that album cover, how you got into it. That no matter what you do, the calculating, it's not, you can't use sabermetrics with Kiss. Exactly. It's a feeling. Like, yep. So I'm like, no, it's rock and roll over. It's that cover. That's why I still pick that over the original. Because I the original debut album, I don't, I wasn't around then. That wasn't the first one I got into. It was those middle ones that I got into. And then when I went back into Kiss, I didn't start with the original. I went right back to the ones I remembered. Destroy a dynasty, rock and roll over, and all that other stuff. So, it, Kiss is funny that way. 
Uh, and, and that's how we came up with our list. And that's how we've been kind of slowly keeping track, you know. Yep. I look forward to the final list. And uh, also, officially speaking, Rock and Roll Over is the second best Kiss record. So, Oh, wait, because before we get to this list, <laughs> you haven't touched. We haven't done our Murph questions with you yet. Oh, all so right. Murph is uh, Tommy's uh, footy pajama roommate from Stonehill College. Mm-hmm. And um, Murph was our first guest, so he answered these questions. And we ask all our guests these questions. This is going to be quite easy some of them some of them a little bit more hard and everything is when i ask you about kiss it's right now as of today you know it could be changed tomorrow so favorite kiss member paul no paul p-a-w-l which paul paul stanley pandemic paul which one (laughs) one a one b okay favorite kiss song should we go by the list yeah, it has to be, right? I mean, it's the official list. The uh, uh, What is it, Deuce? Yeah, Deuce. Okay. Right. I'm not gonna, odd I'm that gonna Deuce argue. is number one. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a, a tough there's one. A, that's, that's there's one a numerology that... joke in there for you. Is all, I'm getting <laughs> all right. We'll get there. Kiss album favorite. Uh, Hotter than Hell. Oh, I like your thinking so far. Okay. How many Kiss concerts have you been to? Uh, at least 20. I don't know. I don't know the actual number. Okay, and then what's your favorite Kiss memory? Oh man, there's a handful. I, the, the shit. Um, can I give two? Sure. All right. One one would be um, the Kiss convention tour in '96. Uh, I got you know they. I don't know if you guys went, but they passed the mic around and you could you could sing a song. Yep. I got to I got to sing a, about uh, a verse and a chorus of "Heaven's on Fire" about ten feet from Gene Simmons. Nice. My my knees buckled and uh, it was uh, it was it was a uh, I can still kind of feel the the hair the hair in the back of my neck. Oh fuck, man! Shit. Uh, Is it better than your rendition of the Elder that I just saw online? Oh no! Yeah, yeah. You like that? <laughs> oh, the Elder in five minutes. Yeah, uh, that's that a, that's a online too. So if people want to find that, where would they find that? What I'm talking about? Shit, I think if you actually go to just YouTube and type in the music from the Elder in five minutes, it'll pop up. There's a local record store that does a, a celebration of that record every November, and the guy who runs it hates the record. So it was it was done on kind of a, a spoof. But yeah, we played that at that thing. So I, I put that little montage together for that. It's um, hilarious. That's why it sucks because we didn't practice and it's only five minutes long. But uh, I think the other one is my sister turned me on to Kiss when I was seven years old. And I saw my last kind of real Kiss concert on the farewell tour. I flew out uh, to uh, see him in Manassas, Virginia, um, at an amphitheater out there. And I got to see my last Kiss show with with my sister. So uh, those two are definitely up there. So awesome. Cool. All right. So let's hit. This list. Oh, and boy. let's start because we're fucking negative assholes with the worst song on this list. And that is the number 219th song. And we're going <laughs> to, guys, we're just going to go through this list, pick out some songs that we've either that are favorites of ours or, or something that you have because you have a comment on each one of these songs mm-hmm. or something that's funny that we want to discuss with you. So me and Tom are going to put you, Baco, on the spot. And go through this list with you, okay? Bring it. All right. My way, number 219. We haven't reviewed um, Crazy Nights. But I will tell you, 
I have no problem with this. You guys are both fucking insane. I understand. I'm not going to try to convince anybody that this is a great song. I personally like it. Uh, how this is, I can probably name at least 25 <laughs> to 30 songs worse than this. Please. We don't want to, we're, we're not going to go through every single song on this yeah. list, but th- this is your last song. So you, you need to explain how this became the last song. I listened to it and it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> 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 all right all right but well, come gotta, on i mean go I ahead tell go a ahead. funny quick story on this and that is so when we taped our first episode with jericho he was like oh you guys gotta hear this have you ever heard this and i'm oh, like God. no what is it he sends it to us it's like the youtube clip of paul singing this just the vocals he's like oh what do you think and i'm like dude this is even worse this song's <laughs> And you know, I'm it's I'm still feeling about all vocal. It really isn't. It's, it's just super high. It just sucks. The song sucks. It's not as it's, it's not as bad as I'll it's not as bad as I'll fight hell to hold you. That sucks too. Yeah, that's pretty low on my list too, isn't that? That's yeah. not fucking yeah. So my right. way last. Okay. Yeah, and then I gotta hit you up on uh everybody hates fucking I finally found my way. <laughs> Fucking, that's, yeah, that's, Paul. that's Paul like we talked about on Monster Tommy. That's Paul's like, hey, I got a song for you. Here you go. You want to have you want to have it? Uh take this thanks. take this take this piece of shit. I wrote this for you. <laughs> Awful. Horrible. This is another way to be mean to Peter, I think is what I wrote. But uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Punishing fans for wanting a reunion yeah, of the original right. lineup. Yep. Um, How dare you make us drag this jerk into this? <laughs> exactly. Y'all should have bought Carnival of Souls. Which, by the way, real, real, which, by the way, real quick, Zeus, before we continue, just quick, quick comment here. Uh, you, you have a paragraph before you get into the list, and I'm impressed. I don't want to get it too much into it. You call Carnival of Souls a masterpiece, Baco. Oh, it's amazing. It's a great record. Uh, and, and you're serious. Absolutely. I look. I get there okay, kind of no. ch- ch- chasing the grunge thing a little bit, but they've they've done that a few times where they've kind of chased a trend and knocked it out of the park. Look at uh, "I Was Made for Loving You." Is there a, a disco song, especially pre like grunge, that was still kind of remembered much more than that? I don't know. They've done a really good job when they did chase trends. The the reason I asked if you were serious is because I love Carnival of Souls, and I don't know many, and I don't know many people who do so that 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 wow. was just an interesting uh, comment i saw by you cool. and maybe right. maybe maybe it's the grunge love maybe that's the maybe that's the common thread too so <laughs> zeus go uh, ahead with the list all right so the next one i want to jump on is i love what you say on 213 car jam 81 never want to pass up a chance to stick at ace <laughs> <laughs> i know Sorry. it's true oh what the fuck's what on the is fuck? this <laughs> Um, and then probably should have been worse on the list. Shandy at two twelve. That song sucks, dude. I hate song titles with awful girl names. Like <laughs> fucking name something normal, you know? Amanda. I'll Holy take crap. that. It's like we're sharing a brain right now. I, was I like, can't stand Shandy. This. Oh, my oh my god! god. I mean, it's like she'd have to be super hot for me to take her home to meet my parents. It, it just sounds like so <laughs> stupid. Shandy sounds like the name of that town whore that you re- reluctantly fucked one night. I don't know about reluctant. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, too. Um, Tom, I'm up to 208. 
the one I'm going to pick is like, I cannot fucking believe you think modern day Delilah is that bad. God, I'd I'd have to, I have to like remember how boring this fucking thing is. It's like, see, now I'm going to fucking goddamn car jam. It's just like, uh, (laughs) yeah. It is just slow and plotty. It is actually a, a perfect example. It's like, you want kiss? Well, here's what they sound like now. Slow and old. Boom. Yeah, it's like that fucking that Tommy that, Thayer guitar solo is awesome. I, it's a great, I liked it's a great. It the first time when Ace played it. Uh, it's cut up into 18 kiss songs. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna, uh, the first one I'm going to jump on here is is 205. Never enough. <laughs> And I, and I love this because you say stealing songs from Poison is a clear sign your best days are long behind you. Yeah. How many times have I said this is Poison song? Oh, my God. It's, it, how many it, times does nobody that? know? It, that's how, how did, nothing but a good time. Oh, yes. my God. But again, again, that's what happens when Paul produces his own material. No one is like, Paul, this song has already been done. Yeah. No, Paul fucking knew. I think it was he did it on purpose. He's like, Brett Michaels ain't suing my ass. Because right. he's used so, to stealing songs from the raspberries that nobody knew their fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And then as he got older and he's doing dreaming, stealing fucking I'm um, 18, he's stealing this song too. Um, but, but to me, it's lot- like I had to have that pointed out to me. Once it was, I was like, okay, I can see why that came up. Um, but this is like, like you're, 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 you're two vert, two words into this thing. It's like, this is the melody to it's fucking exactly- nothing. You yep. could damn near do karaoke and just flip the words. Yep. 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 Um, call. Good call. So, so next one. So Zeus and I, a couple, a couple months back, uh, did our album review of hot in the shade. I knew you were going there. I knew you were going and, there. And, and Zeus and I, we always rank our songs mm-hmm. and Zeus and I both, we like hot in the shade. I don't know how yep. you feel about that album, but we both ranked. You love me to hate you as our favorite song on Hot in the Shade. Yep. Oh. On what fucking planet is it ranked a hundred and ninety-eighth? And and your comment and, and your comment is I would love it if Paul hated this song enough to not record it. How? How 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 how? We did our own Hot in the Shade episode, as you know, and, I, and we actually uh, retract it and cut cut the fat. This is one that got taught. This song is no, like, you I, did it. Wait, wait, whoa, no, you didn't. You stole that from PRC. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, for those out there, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would hope they would know. Uh, but yeah, uh, Desmond Child wrote this, and in 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 the Kiss book, he's like. Yeah, it was basically like the Joan Jett song I wrote called I, like, I Hate Myself for Loving You, but I yep. flipped the words. And I was like, well, fuck, that sums up why he didn't <laughs> even fucking try. So that's no, one you, planet. You're right. You're right. Um, and then Zeus, Zeus's favorite band member is Peter. Okay. And and I love Peter. But I'm on an island here. I uh, love Peter. Yeah, I love Peter. And I'm on an island here because my favorite Peter song has always been the song that you have ranked 193 hooligan. You say Peter is probably, probably the strongest singer in kiss on one hand it would have been nice if the powers that be would have felt compelled to utilize. On the other hand, his biggest success, Beth pretty much turned him into an unbearable douchebag, but, but this is a fun song. I mean, I it was fun. 
193, though. My God. But I love Hooligan. Um, you have I said nice things about it. I didn't trash it. it like... And yeah. I have ranked way lower. Yeah, I know. All I right. Know, I know. Zeus, go God. ahead. So the other, the next one I want to talk about is holy shit, 182. Sure knows something. See, oh, see, thrills in the night. What the fuck is that? You have to back up a little bit, though. Hey, go to 186. And I, if you want, yeah. I can read down this because it all ties together. Go ahead. I hear what you're doing. All right. Who wants to be lonely? One of those songs Paul Stanley insists upon the listener. Keep me coming. See who wants to be lonely. <laughs> Get <laughs> all you can song. take. See, keep me coming. Thrills in the night. See, get all you can take. Sure know something. See, thrills in the night. So he had really? a nice little run there of the exact same song on over a few different records. So, so I'll tell you this. Sis? I'm just trying to be clever. Um, actually, just it's like he insisted upon the listener. Uh, I just think see. I, th- I I I think what you mean by that. Well, forgive me for interrupting, but Zeus. I say it. Zeus says it more strongly than me. Kind of like Paul is forcing Psycho Circus to be a hit on the listeners, which I like Psycho Circus. I know you do based on this list, yeah. but it, but it's like one of those songs where Paul is like, I'm going to play this song. You're going to like it. Like uh, may, maybe that's what you it's mean. Maybe, 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 list, and he likes to say, this one's become a classic. No, it's right. not. You just <laughs> fucking play this song and the song sucks. So I didn't know that's wow. what you're meaning. Like, because I'm like, you know, no, I was insisted. I was stealing a, a line from Family Guy, uh, basically where Peter Griffin says that uh, uh, the movie The Godfather it insists upon the viewer. I just thought it was a funny line. Oh, okay, so. I got you. I got you. Um, okay. But yeah, actually, I, I'm going to go with what you said, Tom. That that's good for me. I, I'll tell you this: I I actually really enjoy the Who Wants to Be Lonely or not. I'm sorry, uh, sure know something on Unplugged. It, oh, it's it, great. It works brilliant there. It yep. sounds well uh, on this record. I, look, Dynasty was the first Kiss studio album I like that was released after I became a Kiss fan. So it was yep. other than the solo albums. So this is my first like full on Kiss experience. And I don't know, like uh, a buddy of mine got Killers around '84, and he played it for me. And it has those four new tracks. I thought Sure No Something was the fifth fucking <laughs> new track on there. Oh wow! Because I'm like. I don't remember that at all. You know, at this point, my my parents have been divorced. Anything I had kiss related has been long gone. Yep. No, nowhere to be found. I was a child, you know, so didn't really keep track of them. But yeah, I did. Every song on that record stuck out to me, even the ones I didn't like. Except this one was like just in one ear out the other, and 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 you wow. know, it was vinyl, and and we had an old turntable. It wasn't easy to skip tunes, so there's no way I wasn't just right. playing it. You know, so okay. Just for yeah, for the record, me and Tom talk about this. Our big connection and big thing with Kiss was uh, extreme close-up when we were at Stonehill College together. Amazing. We watched that thing fucking nonstop. The Sure Know Something video has, like, something. Like, I never saw it before. So when me and him would see that video over and over ago, it just, something about that, something about Love Them and Leave Them, seeing the video made me like those songs so much more. And that's where that comes from. And then obviously the unplugged edition makes me like it even more. It just sticks out to me. That's all. I yep. like the topless chick by the pool. Wait, no, that's what was extreme close up. Is that what you said? 
that no, was that was exposed. That's exposed. exposed. Yes. Yep. That, yep. I'm sorry. I just uh, anytime you start talking about Kiss VHS, I'm out automatically go to uh, masturbating. So. Oh. <laughs> nice. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of that, we just did our interview with uh, Carrie Stevens a couple weeks ago. Oh, um, so that's yeah. what that's that's uh, that's been a lot of conversation between me and Tom too. So. Um, <laughs> The next one is that I kind of wanted to bring out was you said eat your heart out cool a cappello intro and that's number 174. I recently what? heard I recently found out that uh you don't like the a cappella intro. Oh my god. That is the it's worst awful. fucking thing. That is so embarrassing. It's beyond embarrassing. It's just so stupid. It is, but the it's song's not bad. It's not Kiss. It's them trying to be like, ooh, we're now a critic rock band. Listen us do. <laughs> let's listen us try to do a fucking doo-wop band in, on a, with a fucking a drum roll on fire in the middle of fucking Philadelphia. Ooh, <laughs> come on. What the fuck is this? Look, I, wanted, I, 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 want, I want, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Baco. No, you go, you go. No, I was just going to, I was going to go back to a song that Zeus skipped, but if you've got something to say about Eat Your Heart Out, please do. Yeah, I just think Zeus is a complete <laughs> fucking idiot. And uh, that, this, this is like one of the few redeeming moments on a fucking album with almost, it probably sounds better because of how bad the entire record is. Yes. But uh, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'll agree. It, it, it's, it, I don't know. Actually, I, no, I will not agree. This song is garbage. I hate it. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll listen only to the intro for the rest of my life. If I'm being called stupid for fucking not liking that, <laughs> good lord, what is the rest of the world? Tom, which one did you want to go over? So go back uh, real, real, real quick because Baco hit on a comment that we brought up during the Monster album review. So, okay, right, right behind "Eat Your Heart Out" is Little Caesar, one seventy-five. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and you talk about Eric's vocals, and we brought this up last week during the Monster episode. You said considering how fast they gave Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer tracks. Mm. It feels sort of shitty. We didn't get more Eric Carr from his time in the band. I said that exact thing. I said, Eric, Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer have been on two albums on both albums. They each got a song. Zeus chalked it up to Catman, Spaceman, everybody contributing to the album. And that may be true, but you, you're right. Eric Carr, the, the, little, I, little C's is good. He kicks right. ass. He kicks ass on the young and wasted live version. Yeah. Um, and he should have gotten, he should have gotten more lyrics. So I, 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 we agree on that. I just, I wanted to bring that up. He's um, a better singer than the other Eric too. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I couldn't even. I oh, couldn't, and you know, and if not to get too side on that, the, uh, I can't. Good. Did you guys both? I don't know. One of you talked about um, Eric uh, Singer as a drummer that I spot on agree with. And, and I get I get torched a lot because of of you know how diehard Kiss fans can be, but. I mean, I, Peter's my favorite drummer in Kiss. I just he has a certain swing and feel to it that yep. you really you can't really replicate. But that's also because he's not that great of a musician or even a drummer technically. Eric Carr is the best drummer they had. Eric Singer is a studio musician who he can do the job, and that's not a shot. But I, I'm not even really that upset with him in anything like that. It's just it's more like he just I, I people who talk about him as if he adds some unique element to anything he's ever done i'm like fuck man he's he this he got kicked out of badlands because he was just boring so. yeah i mean i'm a i i will say back in the day i the, i loved him on revenge and i loved him on carnival of souls as he's gotten as the band has gotten older and as he's gotten older and especially on the end of the road tour um he's 
he's just boring. He, he looks like he's sleepwalking through his thing. And, and like we said in the monster review, he considers what he's doing in an, an occupation. He compared mm-hmm. himself to a fireman and a teacher Perfect. and a businessman. And that's not what you want a drummer. Sorry, you, you don't. You want somebody who you want swing, rhythm, feel, emotion, passion. And he doesn't show any of that. Do he's super talented. Fucking, wait, do you <clears throat> think playing that fucking set list for the last 10 years? <laughs> Agreed. In Kiss, Agreed. are you going to treat it anything? Other? I'm like, are you going to get like fucking like, let's go. Let's rock this place. Okay. I'll quote, Paul, I'll, I'll quote Paul Stanley here. The real one. Um, uh, that's not what you want in a drummer. <laughs> that's exactly what fucking Paul wants. This guy's going to yeah. show up fucking basically be a, a drum machine and go home. Agreed. Yeah. The next one I'm going to go to, I'm going to jump up to 159. Cold Gin. Ooh, wow. I, I'm surprised I, I didn't get more shit over this one. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a huge fan of the song, live or studio. I mean, I give it props because it's iconic. It's classic. It's off the first album. The live version is so much better because it has Paul's little banter about vodka and orange juice How and all that little bullshit. When he does the little tequila and it, you know, his little fucking little <laughs> stupid drum thing. I love what he does. Um, but but nice. but you 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 got Colgin at one fifty nine, and you acknowledge the Alive version is superior. As much as this is a staple song for the band, it isn't that good. Zeus, what do you always say? Would have been better if Ace sang it because Gene singing it just doesn't make it's, sense. Yeah, it's not believable. It just no, takes away no. from the song. I don't want to exactly. listen to Gene talk about cold gin. It just and that riff though, everybody's stolen that riff a million songs in rock and roll afterwards. Yeah. Um, Tom, can I jump on something before that though? Oh, yeah, of course. Something that Tom gives me shit for, I really like. I skipped it. I couldn't even talk about it so bad. What is the first thing he writes in capital letters about the one before it? Stand, look over your shoulder. <laughs> Am I doing that dude in that fucking look over your place? shoulder? Look over your shoulder. No, it's when you need someone, you need me. Oh my god, <laughs> whatever that brutal. Is. I love brutal. it. I love the back and forth. I love the lyrics. I it would be a nicer song if you know it's just kiss and you don't really think of them as their friendship and they got their but it works. I love them going back and forth. And I think Tommy's outro on it is fucking fantastic. The guitar on it is great. All right. So I, that's I think me. Decibel Geek, as much as I don't like anything on those two records, Decibel Geek made this song worse for me when they pointed <laughs> out the look over your shoulder part. And I'm like, because I don't, I, I think prior to that, I was like, well, that song's okay. And then I'm like, oh my God, this song is really bad. Jesus. And they got two signature kiss things in it. Mm. It's got the Paul. Ooh. <laughs> it's got the Gene. Oh yeah! Like before they start singing, the yep. two of them both do that. You'll find it. I you pick up on, it, especially live, they do it. Yep. Tom, what do you got next, buddy? Uh, oh, but, real quick, I, I'm oh, thinking yeah, yeah. you just said. I'm sorry, Zeus. Uh, but you just said you touched on something that I think is probably my biggest criticism of the diehard fans. It's like, well, it's got the the signature thing. It's like. Fuck that. You know what, man? When I bought Love Gun, I bought Love Gun because Love Gun was a fucking kick-ass record. I didn't go, hey, this kind of sounds like what I liked on this other thing. No, man. And and no great music is ever like that. It's like, just make sure you have a 4-4 beat. Make sure the drum plays behind the beat. It's like, no, I want, I want a great fucking kick-ass tune that makes me fucking go, yes, I'm going to fucking jerk off to something tonight. You know, it's like... <laughs> And to me, so many Kiss fans, they 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 like defend Monster and oh. and I and 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 uh, and uh, um, 
uh, Sonic Boom. And I'm, of course, I'm talking about Mark Cicchini. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where they're like, you know, I don't see why Kiss fans have a problem with this. It's got everything you want. It sounds like they're it's like, oh, my God. How about they just write a song because it's good? Well said. Go. I like it. I like it's it. Not a goddamn puzzle piece. It actually is, but yeah, sabermetrics for rock and roll. There yeah, you exactly. go. R- rant over. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna jump up to 151 because I love th- this song is so underrated and the song is so kick-ass and you describe it great. I confess some Carnival of Souls, an out-of-the-box song from an out-of-the-box album. The laid-back verse going into the violent chorus is killer what a great way to describe that song i love that song i know zeus we haven't reviewed the album yet we're gonna get we'll we'll eventually get to it but i just wanted to point out that that you know i personally love that song ranked a little too low for me but i know it's i know it's carnival but um great description there and i'm gonna do one more and then pass it back to zeus you have love them leave them at 148th and you said it's best to start side two by dropping the needle into track two. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know what? I think Zeus and I love that song maybe a little bit more than we should love it because of the video that we always see on extreme close-up. Yeah, but Baco, go ahead. Love them, leave them. Not a fan, apparently. No, I mean, I, I, I liked it a lot more when I was younger. And Rock and Roll Over is one of my favorite Kiss records. Like, it's, it's number two on my list. But yep, um, this one would be the one track I would get rid of. And, and got it. that's saying something because Baby Driver's on this record. <laughs> Zeus, go ahead, buddy. I'm not touching it. <laughs> uh, 149. You make a point that me and Tom say, good girl gone bad. I don't care what Paul says. Gene songs from the 80s. Hold up better than a lot of the Star Childs. We say that all the time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Paul. I just songs. like that. Not so much about the song, but I agree with the sentiments, though. Okay. Uh, Paul, Paul has like you know the lick it up, the heaven on fire, and stuff like that. But even like the following songs that are kind of hits, kind of underwhelm at times. Like, well, who wants to be lonely? I've already touched on. But uh, I even think, um, uh, oh fuck, what's the the shit I'm, I'm blanking here the lead single off of asylum uh so tears are falling tears are falling is kind of a plotter um yep and, and gene songs kind of punch through on that record and especially on crazy nights but yeah and and he gets so much shit for one line on on animalized log in the fireplace <laughs> he has used let your backbone slip on at least 94 other yep. songs we, we talked talk about, about that on monster <laughs> And I'm like yep. thinking, like you talk about that now. And I'm like thinking of poor Shannon Tweed, who's like in her 60s. Like I don't yeah. want her back. It's gonna hurt her hip. She's so old. Like be careful. <laughs> yep. I don't think about Gene Simmons in his 70s banging 60 year old fucking Shannon Tweed. It's not very attractive. <laughs> but that's just me. Um, let me jump into a couple. I'm going to skip a little bit here, Tom. Go yeah, go um, ahead. I want to get to 128. You wanted the best. Oh, this really thanks. is this isn't really a good song, but it's fun as hell, which is how I talked about it on Psycho Circus. But this plus it's the only song to feature each member on lead vocals. And it's not your place. Oh, <laughs> God. The worst it's, it's fucking vocal performance I've ever heard. That fucking ace line. It, oh my it's, god. It's just so corny and just 
garbage. I just like the, the four people singing. That's know, why it's sentimental for me. And obviously, you picked up on it. That's why you probably moved it up a big uh, chunk because yep. you probably, without the four of them, it'd probably be way back. That's all. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Tom. Anything you want to jump before? Because I know I jumped a little bit there. No, no, no. I got I got one uh, a, a couple spaces up from you. One of the best, but go ahead. No, no, take it, please. You're up. Oh, okay, okay. So, so uh, you love rock and roll over. We all love rock and roll over. And one of my favorite songs, "Ladies Room." Now I know it's at one twenty four, but I'm I'm surprised to see like so like you know it's on a live too. It's kind of a classic like. That's low for a song like that off a of rock and roll over. And and I like how you said meet meet you in the ladies room with two different spellings and versions of meet. I thought that was clever. Um <laughs> and, and, and I gotta and I gotta really flip my shit here because one of the worst kiss songs in their entire <laughs> library. I, I knew you were gonna go here, Tom. Is ranked higher than ladies room, and it is we are one. And you say, this is a good song. As much as Paul likes to muse about what a focused ace could accomplish, imagine what a focused gene could accomplish as a songwriter. My Lord. Come on, Baco. Love you, buddy. We are one is just, (laughs) it's just, that song should be set on fire and pissed on to put out. It's so bad. I I didn't realize until, I don't know, fairly recently, probably since the podcast started that like Psycho Circus was like, hate it as much as it is i i i like that record almost front to back with the exception of the peter ballad um but i like the song so go fuck yourself tom no, per- um, that, that's why you're here that's why you're here so we can tell each other to go fuck ourselves and laugh about it yeah. <laughs> uh and, and and then and then and then two spots up i, f- I feel like zeus helped you write this list because then <laughs> because then two spots up you have cadillac dreams yeah, good tune. I, what what is going on here? I mean, you know, now I see, I see, I like the the, the transition of the list because I see a lot of like albums kind of lumped together. This page here, there's a lot of um, you got a lot of hot in the shade kind of clumped together. You got Cadillac Dreams, you got King of Hearts, you got Loves a Slap in the Face, and then one thing I want to talk about, and then I'll throw it back into Zeus. You take a really brave stance. And I'm not going to completely disagree with you because I think I'm on an island for how much I love every time I look at you. You have it ranked. You have it ranked one spot higher than forever. And you say as good as forever was, this is better. Absolutely. Sadly, by the time revenge was released, the power battle was going to be a hard sell. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, Baco, this is why I I, I love having you on and talking kiss. I don't know many people. A lot of people say that's like, a throwaway on revenge. I mm. think that is a standout as far as kiss ballads go. I mean, forever is iconic because it was a hit. It's got one of my favorite Bruce solos sure. with that, with that acoustic guitar. But um, I'm with you on that. I think every time I look at you is, is fantastic. I think it takes an unfair beating. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Song sucks. No, uh, so you- no I'm just <laughs> but here's my point with every- this was Paul still fucking pissed off. That he didn't get a bigger hit than fucking Beth. And Correct. that's when he tried forever. Forever went just one spot below Beth. All right, I'm going to fucking get it with the next one. Yep. And it didn't do it. And then he throws it on Unplug. Now, the Unplug version will be a big hit. No, uh, it wasn't. Oh, well. well you know, he, he wrote a great song to to do it. But, yeah, I mean, read the room, Paul. This was never good. If that was really the motivation, then he probably shouldn't have even started you know, look what's happening in the world. Uh, you're not going to have a power ballad 
Uh, unless you become Firehouse, I guess. I mean, I think they had a <laughs> true. Yeah, no, you got a point. Zeus, so, go ahead, buddy. Jump I'm in. I'm gonna skip to 105 tomorrow tonight. Uh, Xan, you've you've mentioned it in your list a couple of times about Paul trying to get a an anthem on rock and roll all night because that's another thing. Like I'm gonna fucking get a bigger anthem than Gene singing rock and roll night. That's pissing him off. Yeah, he can't fucking get it. And then you know this is a song and one I wish it hadn't been forgotten by the band live. Exactly, buddy. I fucking wish they played this thing live. It's great and it's got one of the best intros. Tommy, how's it go? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you've done better than that. In, in my head, I'm thinking the guitar like na 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 na. No, no, no. no we're, we're mocking something. We're not talking about positive things. Yeah, no, I know, what, show, I know what you're going for. Yeah, no, yeah I, we're going for the stupid uh, shit. I got Tell the reference. Howl. I just go uh, ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I got the uh, reference. All I was saying. Uh, Tom, what do you got next? Because I was going to skip ahead a lot further, but if you have anything coming up after that. Just real quick, you have great expectations, way too fucking high, dude. One oh two, and then I, li- I like how, I like how you, you say a touching song about women watching Gene on stage <laughs> and wondering and wondering what else he can do with this finger, tongue, and other body parts. Exactly, <laughs> terrible, it's, terrible it's song. A touching song. Terrible you're song. Te- you're a terrible song, Tom. Good one. Good one. Zeus, go ahead, buddy. Keep going. (laughs) 86 and 85, Under the Rose, see only you. 85, only you. Under the Rose and only you are companion track from Music from the Elder. Two great tunes from a record the band should embrace. Oh, Uh, I like both both those tunes, and I want to just bring attention to them. I love how you're embracing two very controversial and polarizing albums, Carnival of Souls and The Elder. I I like them both. And I think I like them both because... A lot of people hate them. I don't know, but I do like them. And these are two good songs. I agree. But well, what I the mean, fuck? go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, as far as the elder, I, I mean, this is, you know, kissing my in, in my main zone, getting to know these guys. Yep. So to me, when they <clears> did this record, it wasn't, I didn't have that shock that maybe somebody who got into them with kiss alive would be, you know I mean? Dynasty was my first, uh, you know, f- new release by them, you know, and I, I'd already had the solo albums where it's pretty much all over the place, especially between Peter and Gene's records. And then, so you, and then you get like dynasty kind of disco and then you get the pop album. So I'm like, well, they know what the hell they're doing. And, and I love the record. Uh, um, I really, I had no idea as I was too young to, to, to really put it together, but uh, the sequence doesn't, the, the track sequencing didn't make any sense on the initial release. Yep. So I love, I love the CD remaster and, and of course the vinyl remaster, which has it in the right order. But uh, anyway, I, yep. I think the whole record's great other than <laughs> dark light, which pisses off a lot of people, but, uh, yeah. wow. Wow. Zeus, keep going, buddy. What do you got? Well, it's Sodom and Gomorrah, but anyways, <laughs> um, what the fuck are you doing with gimme more at 82? So too, bad. Too high, right? Oh my god, that's fucking way crazy. too high. Way too um, high. But everything is saved because I can't believe you have this this high. I I would have it higher, but nobody likes this other than me. 75, you're all that I want. Another killer unmasked mm. track. If that album had one of those timeless monster tracks, this album would be ranked up there with Destroyer. I fucking love that song. I don't know what it is. It's just yeah. nostalgic. And then I heard the demo on the box set. It brings another element of it. Gene doesn't do love songs. That is the closest to a fucking love song since We Are One. Whatever that fuck. Not since, but 
that's the only other one I can really think of, Gene, that doesn't sound like fucking Queen Bee, King Bee in your hornet's nest. Um, yep. I just love that tune. I'm always curious. Did he just write it? Or did he, was he really in love with somebody at one point back then? There's that. It's not in that book that breaks down each tr- song where oh, not Child. to the point where not to no, the okay. point where he's saying. Yeah, he, didn't, know, he doesn't really. For, he doesn't really explain yeah, it. That, yeah, I wrote it for you know Diana Ross. I was dating there or Cher, you know. But yep. I just fucking love that tune. I think it's beautiful. And then I think I, um, I think ahead. Unmasked has aged very well. Um, I love it. I, it is some of the best songwriting that they have on there. And one of the songs they didn't write uh, is one of the best openers they've ever had. You know, you like to, is, well, is that does you? the ow count uh, for, for you guys? Right? <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But you did it way too manly, though. Oh, sorry. You got to you got to effeminate that fucking ow a little more to make it. It's, it's hard to lisp while you ow. Ow. <laughs> ow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get in trouble, uh, Tom. Anything you want to hit before I uh, move on? Yeah, just right before you're all that I want. I'm surprised you have "Lover All I Can" at 76. I, it's okay. It's not horrible ranking, but most or or me, I mean, th- th- I put that up there in my probably top five or six Kiss songs of all time. Oh, really? I'm surprised. I'm surprised you have it that low. And you know, 76 is still good. I mean, we talk about a, a, a huge library. Um, great riff. Um, I I just thought that was interesting. And then I like it how a couple spots up, you have prisoner of love and you say, how the hell did I rank this song? (laughs) I'm I'm glad, I'm I'm glad that you asked yourself the question too. I'm going to be honest with you. I like it, but having it 73 is fucking crazy. Well, that just shows how committed I am to the original list. (laughs) I made the list in Excel file. Then I had to copy it over and actually start writing commentary on it. And then when I got that, I was like, how the hell did this end up here? <laughs> Fucking leaving it. Yep. Zeus, go All ahead, right. buddy. 64, I got to touch it because, you know. I was going to do it too. all night. I know this is going to raise a few eyebrows. I get that it's a classic, but come on. Seriously, I can't listen to it anymore. We get it. And I, I find myself leaning towards the uh, non-live, the studio version, because it's just less played. Yeah. Um, yep. And it's just something a little bit different. It's also less good, but it <laughs> gets to a point. Like you're so tired of something, you want something just because you don't haven't listened to it as much. Which you know, if this, if you go to the list, there's so much fatigue factor in yeah. all these songs that it has it skews. If you go by when you first heard a song to now in our kiss yeah. life, where where we are now, a lot of this would be completely different. Um, but I do got to touch on something here. You say, is that you, my favorite opener to a kiss album, number 62. Are you fucking shitting me? That's a ballsy uh, comment. Defend it. Po- possibly. It's a great opener. I, I think I touched on it just a minute ago, but off the top of my head, since the number one song in the list is an opener, that probably has to be my favorite kiss opener. Right. It's almost like I'm, I'm contradicting myself here, but uh, it happens. Yeah, th- the opening to kiss alive is probably the greatest opening to a rock and roll album of all time. Um, and, nice. but this is, this, this would be number two. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. No, 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 I, I think I just love the way this actually punches through. Like I, I've always got it. Like 
bam, dun, 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 dun. and I just get fired up every time I hear this. So that's why I said that. Um, and I don't. I know love that it too. I don't know. If there's what you want to hammer down. What you got, Strutter? I, I like it better than that. Uh, got the. Ch- I'm just talking about the way it opens a record. I'm not saying these are better. It's a better song, right? But I just love the way the album goes, fucking in your face, bam. So that's what I'm getting at. Okay, okay. so you're not saying of all the opening tracks there are. Well, there's plenty of opening tracks better uh, further up on the list. But I the stole way it- your love on. Un- well, you don't like unholy, I think. Um, no, are you kidding? I think Unholy is in the top 20 for sure Oh, okay, then why am I thinking of Unholy, you don't like it Well, you, oh, you also thought that I had, what, what was the dumb song I had? Oh, no, no, you know what it is? Somebody, uh, somebody in, uh, we were reading earlier tonight was bitching about Unholy not being a oh, kiss yeah. song I was like, yeah, it's What crazy. the fuck is that? No, it's the way the record starts is all I was saying there Yeah, no, this yep. is not the best opening track and to have Detroit Rock City too, that's the other one I oh. would probably say But that's 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 what stood out for me that you said it's your favorite opener. Um, I love that you wrote number sixty, "Sweet Pain." Gene having an <laughs> orgasm at the beginning <laughs> of the song wasn't necessary, but this is a killer tune. Fucking yeah. love that track. Love uh, it. It's better than fucking <laughs> almost human where he's taking a shit. Uh, oh yeah, almost human. He's taking a shit. Sweet Pain. He's 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 having an orgasm. You're right. He's performing all bodily functions on these albums. Oh I can't believe you have 56 dance all over your face. Great oh song. I think I was the one who explained to Jericho. Yeah, he's fucking jerking off in your face. Like, what? He's like, huh? Like, yeah, it's the dirtiest song title they've ever had. What are you talking Wait, about? He, so so I got to jump in here. Two spots before that at number 58. I'm not, I wasn't going to touch it. Go ahead. You have, <laughs> you have, I will, you have, I will be there off Carnival of Souls. Oh, yeah, man. Baco. <laughs> Dude, this come on, might man. be the last great Paul vocal. Are you kidding me? Like when, like when he hits that, like uh, after the, At the solo, end. The, yeah, no. I'll I, be I, there. I wanna be there. Oh my uh, god, it is oh. killer. Okay, his vocal, his vocal performance yeah, is, is his vocal performance is good. The song is horrible. You're talking I mean, about it like it's Brandon by Motley Crue. I mean, this is this it's is, close. It's it close. Is not close enough. <laughs> It's close. <laughs> oh God! All right, uh, but see, now we're getting into we're into the fifties here. So now we're getting into some some the, the meat and potatoes of some Kiss stuff. Zeus, is there anything else you wanted? To, uh, I was going to jump no, in, but go I was ahead. Going to jump more. into the forties, if you Tom, unless you wanted something in the fifties. Uh, no, or nope. Go ahead. That's fine. So no, that's I fine. was going to jump to forty-one. I Gene and Paul didn't split vocals enough. Can't say it enough. I had to jump on that. I love I. It's a great tune. And then 40, all hell's breaking loose. Paul invented rap metal. Prove me wrong. That's awesome. I don't That's know. A great one. Have you have you ever considered that? I haven't done the whole like, well, wait a minute. When did that come out? Hmm, 83. Mm, who else was that? What's that metal? What's that kind of metal song run DMC did? It's tricky. No, oh, uh, walk oh, walk this way with Aerosmith. Oh, oh no, King of no. King of Rock. King of yeah, rock. that would have yeah. been eighty four, eighty five, and um, yeah. What what would well? Let's let's even talk about when rap began for it even to be that way. Sugar Hill Gang is what like eighty two. No, that so was in the seventies. Oh, that was in the late. Was that, that, okay. that was in the late seventies. Yeah, seventies. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Fucking cool Modi in the fucking what is it? Treacherous three. Who else the was tre- around back the, tre- then? the treacherous three. Curtis Blow. 
Who were the other ones? There was like a group of them. Was wasn't there yeah, a the band that would call them Grandmaster Flash and the Flash? Furious yeah. Five? Yeah. I, I assumed rap was invented the first time I heard it. That would have been eighty two. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. There was a few people before that, but Run DMC. I think the first record was eighty four or eighty five, but yeah, their first one was, and then King of Rock came on after that. Yeah, but I'm thinking, yeah, that's the the one that I can think of like a rock guitar in, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah. So Hustler comes up to me one day, (laughs) dude. I am cool. I'm the breeze. I am the breeze. I love that line, man. It's awesome. I don't know why it's not used in more movies. I don't know. It should be. Um. You have a song that Tommy hates with all his fucking might. Uh-oh. 39 journey mm-hmm. of a thousand years. I like that song. That's what the it. fuck is wrong with you? Holy. Oh my God, Tom. Oh, can you guys, I need everybody to hold on a second. I have to unfriend him real quick. <laughs> Dude, this song I goes like no song th- lot. Th- this song goes nowhere. It keeps building and building and building exactly. until it goes nowhere. It. Are you kidding? It ends with the beginning of the record. God almighty. Oh my God. You know what your, your problem is, Tom? Is that what is it? you're just not, you, you just don't have the ability to, you can't grasp it. I like this. We have actually have angry people on our show. I love this, but can I, can I, can, can I, can I back up a little bit more so I can get even more angry with you? Uh, you, mm-hmm. you have rocking in the USA at 49 <laughs> and you said, and, and you, and you said by 1978, Gene and his dick were world travelers. <laughs> Dude, that song is horrible. That's not even a Kiss song, really. Come on. Oh, you have... Oh, God. Uh, Journey of a Thousand... No, no, no. I know. I know. It's, I know. It's, I know I'm he wrote it. the other one. What's the fucking Dave Clark fucking... No, no. One? I know it's a Kiss song. I mean, it doesn't sound... I know. Dave oh. Clark, the, any way you want, it's a cover. I know, I know it's a Kiss song. My mind was I, I know it's a Kiss song. <laughs> God damn it. Um, um, but but now a thousand again, years is a brilliant tune. It, it really is. is. It is just magnificent, and the way that it it, it crescendos into that uh, uh, opening to Psycho Circus actually, it was just beautifully produced by Bruce Fairburn. Well, I'll give rest, you credit, but I'll give you credit, Baco. I'll give you credit, Baco. At the end of your comments, you said the song is great and Psycho Circus is a good record. Fight me. So at least you're at least you're aware that your opinion is fight, horrible. Fight, fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, guys, I got to jump on this because you're so right. You know, obviously, Mr. Speed is there. Uh, was being a quick lover, something bald <laughs> that something <laughs> women looked for in 1976. Um, yeah, it is one of those best riffs, and the yeah. demo is better, but that's just me because okay. I love Bruce's uh, Bob Kulik's extra guitar work on that. Yep. Uh, King of the Nighttime World, I agree, almost needs to be played in conjunction with Detroit Rock City at number 33. Great tune, though, absolutely. Uh, what the fuck is Psycho Circus doing? This high, why is he gonna say that? Not like 200 something. Why you, you, I think you hate that song. I think you have an irrational hatred for that song because you think Paul is trying to make us like it. Yes, but it's not a it's not the chorus being on the show today. I'm gonna agree with you, uh, because I just heard you talk about it. (laughs) It's a really, I agree with what you said, Zeus. Paul's wrong. This is not a kiss classic. But it's, it's not their fucking tune. And kind of like lick it up in Heaven's on Fire, not that good live. 
Oh, yeah. absolutely. I agree. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible live. Now with the makeup, it doesn't work. I like lick it up. I, I mean, live. I just, I, Heaven's on Fire does not work. You uh, want to hear a quick impersonation of Gene Simmons doing lick it up? Oh, God. Live, I'm saying. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Lick it up. Lick it up. <laughs> oh. God. Thank you, Yoda. Listen to animalized live uncentered. Lick it up. Lick it oh, up. I know you can, yeah, you can hear that. It's terrible. It's like walking his base, like humping it and shit. Oh yeah. Oh, he loves doing that. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Tom, what do you got next? You want to jump on anything? Yeah, so we're getting uh, we're getting into the the sweet spot here because we're in like you know the top, top thirty, top here. top twenty five. Um, I'm surprised, you know, we 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 did a poll last week, um, and and I was on a fucking island here. I got bludgeoned by people because I personally think that Magic Touch is might it be in my opinion, and I love Dynasty Mount Rushmore Kiss album for me. I think Magic Touch might be the weakest song on that album for me personally. And I know I'm on an island. I know I'm on an island. You Now, I've heard him do, like you said, when Paul played this on the Live to Win tour, I may, I may have sprouted wood. You're right. <laughs> that version is awesome. And maybe, I, I don't know what it is. I think the Dynasty version, I just think it kind of like plods along during the verses and stuff. It's not, his vocals are good. Um, 25, a little too high for me. And then, I know you like Hello Hallelujah. But a top 20 kiss song, Baco. Love it. I God love that. That's damn. damn. I like it. That's bold. Uh, you got All American Man, the oath, Christine 16, right behind it. Uh, that that right there is enough for me to disconnect the Skype call right now, but I won't. <laughs> 22, <laughs> the oath. The false settle feels unnecessary. Yes, but what a guitar riff. Excellent. Absolutely. Well yep. said, my friend. Great song. Well said. What, if they, what if they didn't do that without the falsetto? I mean, I think it would still I agree. be killer, man. That song and, is and, a, that song's amazing, and Paul's falsetto is actually very good. I just yeah. I think it's unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, you mean like on the song "I," where all of a sudden Paul thinks he's fucking bebopping to Elvis? I don't need no money. Oh, brutal! Oh, I love that. Like, what the fuck think? is that? All of a sudden, I don't brutal. Money. What's wrong with that man? Just kind of falling back. You know, you're too narrow, Zeus. You're too That's narrow. What That's what it is. That's what it is. Um. <laughs> All right, let's get into the top 20 here, Tom. Yes. Yep. All right. So I'm trying to see. He's got, let's go, let's just count down the list. And if we have a good comment, we'll yeah, go would, through it. I was Your just going to say that. 20, go ahead. You have Hello Hallelujah, we just said. Domino. This should have been the second single on Revenge. It was a single. It's right. a great song. But, but the reason it wasn't number two is because of the, the whole Paul Stanley ego thing. Oh yeah, there was no way they were going to release two Gene singles back yeah. to back. Yeah, no, that ain't yep. happening. I mean, yep. you, you realize the, the the amount of PR or not PR, like the ego stroking it took just to get Paul to agree to Gene having the first song on a record. I think not, out of what do they got? Twenty studio records, eighteen or nineteen of them all open with a Paul tune. Correct. And, and uh, Gene having his first single since "I Love It Loud." Yep. You know, it's like, oh, the non-makeup era. It's just, oh, man. No, yep, I agreed. Yep. Uh, you don't 18. get two in a row. <laughs> Unholy. Gene's yep. first single in a decade crushed. The only thing this lacks is Eric Carr's drumming, but it's not as if they had a choice there. Yeah, sadly, you're right. 
17 love gun paul said he wrote this on a mid uh uh wrote this in his mind on a flight i believe him sometimes greatness comes easily oh and love gun is his dick um <laughs> uh, yeah the uh the thing with um love gun i just that's another one that just i i can't see it me ever putting it that high because i'm so fatigued with it yeah fair enough yeah. yeah, and they play it. They play it. It's in every concert set list. So you've you've been beaten over the head with it live, and you know the CD. So it's it's. I mean, I love it because Love Gun's my favorite album. But I hear what you're saying. It's it's fatigue. I'll explain it a little bit this way. I I've played both Rock and Roll Night and Love Gun in bands, and I never get tired of. This is always fun. Where yeah. Rock and Roll Night kind of it it, it kind of wore on me. If I'm actually just stepping outside of being a Kiss fan, Rock and Roll Night is probably a more timeless classic tune than Love Gun. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah. Um, Heaven's on Fire, not a song they pull off live, but the Correct. student recording is one of the best tracks. We just did an episode like that with our good buddy Joey Casada, where we said Heaven's on Fire is a song that's better studio than live. Absolutely. That's uh, basically the entire 80s stuff, though. And a lot of it, yeah. it up, we had the same thing. I think we were on the opposite end. One of us had it better live and the other one had it better studio. Oh, that's, that's because 15. Yeah. For, because lick it up. I think the studio version absolutely blows. I hate the song. Um, oh, the lot, the, wow. the, in the, in the, in the only live version I like when they play it live up. now, when they play, when they play it live now, it's terrible. The version I like live is the version on a live three. I think that version sounds awesome. Um, right, but fair I, enough. I mean, I love Lick It Up. It's Lick It Up, the, the title track and Gimme More, probably the two worst songs on the album. Um, but then after that, we go to Do You Love Me? How Did This Not End Up on a Live 2? I totally agree with you. The song should be on there. The song's amazing. You have you have 100,000 years at number 13, way too high. Uh, the Alive version You're should be required. High. That is true. The Alive version should be required learning in school. Yes, 100,000 years live is better than the studio. Number 12, watching you, ditto. You say the same thing. 11. God of Thunder. Now, this is a song that comes off better live. Every lineup I've seen play it killed it. And the Paul demo is really cool, too. I love that you give props to the Paul demo because I think it's fun. I think it's interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. some people laugh at it. And when it's so it is, different, but you, it, you feel that gusto and that soul. Exactly. Exactly. Off when I yep. gave it to Gene. Yep. Exactly. I, I was surprised. I, I was surprised they threw that on the box set. Paul, but 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 then again, Paul was like, "No, we got to play. Listen to what I started like doing. God of Thunder." Yeah, <laughs> I was saying I've never heard a version of this song that I haven't liked. Agreed. Even the fucking country version they fooling around with on yeah, sounded pretty cool. Right. But yep. anytime I've heard a cover band do it, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Right and there's on. just nothing better with Gene being on top, bloody. And then fucking dun, 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 at a concert and fucking like lightning bolts going off. And he's on top there in his hand. It's just badass. It's just, uh, what can you say? Fuck yeah. um, top 10. Here we go. Here we go. Got to choose number 10. Say what you want about early kisses songwriting. They had a way of making the simple sound awesome. I love your top 10. I don't like got to choose being in the top 10. It's a good song. Um, I know Hotter Than Hell is your album. I know Zeus, Hotter Than Hell is your album. Um, but that's okay. Um, yeah, Zeus, nothing, nothing Zeus would, you're being too politically correct. Like. Tell us how you really feel, you jerk. I like the song. I just, I I, I actually like the Unplugged oh, version. Um, oh, I, hell yeah. 
the un- the unplugged version is really really good. That whole yeah, that, that that's easily my favorite unplugged record, and I don't mean that as a Kiss fan. That oh, it's amazing. It's, it's it, amazing. It sounds so good. Yep. Yeah, it's this amazing. would be in the hundreds for me. I don't. There's nothing <laughs> wow. in your top wow. ten that I don't like. But that, I mean, this is Kiss. I, they're right. my favorite band, so I love sure. all these songs. So, right. but there's nothing I don't like. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this doing? And yes, we were joking with fucking having. What did we say? You had Shandy in your top ten or something? But, oh no, boomerang, <laughs> boomerang, <laughs> boomerang. <laughs> but anyways, uh, number oh, nine. Number nine, calling Dr. Love a more lyrically acceptable song of the Christine 16 ilk. The original studio version is great. Avoid the double platinum in smashes, thrashes, and hits remix. Okay. I always, yeah, I always get um, like, I have an issue. Like, what the fuck? Why did they change it up yeah. every time? I'm always wondering. And then when you get other compilations, I'm like, which version of this did they put on that compilation? We haven't covered it yet, but when we do, they fucked up every song on Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. I mean, oh, that's just a yeah. shit show of a fucking recording. We'll get to that, but but uh, ooh, number eight, Zeus ain't gonna be happy about this. I'm not Black. actually happy about this. I mean, it's hard to complain about a song being ranked eighth, but Black Diamond. Um, oh boy, Zeus is gonna love these comments. When I heard the orchestral arrangement for this oh. by Yoshiki on the Kiss My Ass record, I damn near cried. This is what rock and roll sounds like. I love the Kiss My Ass album. Um, I don't mind the Yoshiki orchestral version of it, but whatever. Black Diamond is Black Diamond. I'm not going to fight you for having it number eight. Maybe it should be a little bit higher. Maybe number one, but number eight is that's doable. Uh, I would doable. like to say something. When you read it back, that's not written very well. I'm actually separating the two things. The, the, the Yoshiki thing, yeah, I damn near cried there. When I switched to, like, this is what rock and roll sounds like, I'm going back to Kiss. Oh, yeah, no, uh, I get that. I, 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 okay. I, I, I assume that. I assume that you didn't okay, mean that. Yes, I got you. But thank you for clarifying. You understand that Yoshiki and that fucking kiss my ass fucking song and his rendition of it has been a punchline throughout this podcast for me. For well, you. I know I know that, but you're also, you know, n- not somebody who likes a lot of things that I like. So I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> are you kidding me? Half of them. I, I got more in common with you on this list than you have with Tom. I wish I had a better cheap shot that wasn't relying on something I already had, but uh, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Number seven. Then you got number seven. I stole your love. Proper use of the word stole by our favorite star child. Yeah, I'm not going to argue here because the the rest of your list is pretty awesome, except for one that stands out like a sore thumb. What's at six? You're one number, of your favorites. Tom. Number six is probably my number one. Come on and love me. Then you write, she's a dancer, a romancer. I'm a Capricorn and she's a cancer. That one lyric alone should have gotten them in the rock and roll hall of fame on the first ballot. Fuck Beautiful. Yeah. Great way to great way. And here's my sticking point. <laughs> I knew this was going to come. Go <sighs> Dude, this fucking song at number five, let me go rock and roll. <laughs> Is so bad. The alive, I do like. I'll give you. I'll give you credit. You at least said the alive version is superior. It absolutely is. But that's like saying this fart doesn't smell as bad as the one I did five minutes ago. But it still smells. That's oh pretty much God. how you describe wow. it. Let me go. Jesus. Not a, it should. It does not belong in your top five. You know the problem is Tom is that you're one of those guys who thinks Gene Simmons is a marketing genius. He's a marketing genius. If you want to sell a lunchbox with a Kiss logo on it. Get your head out of your ass. He sucks. He's stupid. And this song is great. I don't know what the hell I was trying to combine there. 
<laughs> I don't know either, but I do have a Kiss lunchbox. So what does that make me? <laughs> I got like five of them. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nerds. <laughs> Zeus, you want to route you <laughs> nerds? Meanwhile, meanwhile, we're, we're nerds. Meanwhile, look behind Zeus. He has fucking stuffed animals sitting on a stack of books. Loser. Are you kidding me? That's the Wonder Pets. I know. It is serious. It is serious. Um, Wonder Pets. All right, Zeus, Zeus, round it out for us. All right. Number four, rock bottom girl, you got to treat me good. Again, like this list, I don't really have a problem. This is why we love Kiss and Kiss List. Everyone can have their favorite. There's nothing really out of the way. I you might gotta like something sing better that. It's in quotations. You can't say, "Girl, you gotta treat." Girl, you gotta treat me good. That, I love. I love. I, fucking if that. I sing like you, I shouldn't be singing that. But that's I okay. Love, I, I ah. love rock bottom. I love this song. Now, number three. I can't believe you have it this high. Mm. And that's a good thing. Yep. It was probably 20 years after hearing this for the first time I found this song was about butt sex. This <laughs> makes it better somehow. I I went with the theory that I bet you I'm like, I don't even know if Gene knew was writing it up uh, anal sex. I think he says really? it now to sound like he's cooler that he was writing it. Oh, it seems then. pretty clear once they tell you what it's about. It's like, yeah, that is about butt sex. Nah, I don't know. But anyways, the song is fantastic. Peter Another Rip. great unplugged version, by the way. Yes, absolutely. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I love fucking Eric Singer singing part of it. Just uh, yeah, that that, that, that ruins it. Yeah, the live it. a live version. The I thought this song was so good when I got back into Kiss. I'm like, oh wow, where did they get this classic rock and roll song? Who did they? Who's whose song did they cover? I'm like, that's them. They yep. came up with that hook. That's a classic rock and roll. And same Great thing with Let crap. Me Go Rock Holy and Roll. Fuck. Same That thing is timeless. Oh my God. It's fantastic. And then your top two, who's gonna complain? Detroit Rock City. Bob Ezrin really knew how to shape a kiss record. Such a cool track. I can't say that really. I mean, what can you say about Detroit Rock City, man? And mm-hmm. he was a big architect in the songwriting structure of this thing. So, uh, yeah, my lord, what a killer tune! Mm-hmm. Yes, number one, Tom, want to take it? Number one, Deuce. If I'm picking the opening track on a Kiss set list, it's this. As much as Gene openly talks about where he takes ideas from in the early years, he brought a uniqueness to the songs that can't be replaced. This song has more energy, fire, and bombast than most of their catalog combined. When they are firing on all cylinders, no kiss song kicks your ass like Deuce. Well said. And it's interesting because Deuce and Detroit Rock City, you're one and two. Those were the two songs that played in the championship of our Makeup Madness mm-hmm. 64 song tournament bracket. So like Zeus said, who's going to argue with Deuce and Detroit Rock City as just mm-hmm. all time legends? Uh, and you're right. The open. I, I mean. You're right, and those those are the both those are both the openers. The opener on a live one, the opener on a live yeah. two. Kiss kiss opener on most of their tours. Honestly, yep. I I love Detroit Rock City live. It's like one A one B. I personally prefer Deuce as an opener. That doesn't mean I don't love Detroit Rock City as an right. opener, but something something about that opening guitar and then seeing that curtain drop as the band kicks oh. in with Deuce is just mind blowing. Ah, love it, love it. And I, when I was younger, when I first got into Kiss, it was the exact opposite. To me, it was okay. like. It always has to be Detroit Rock City. But yep. as I got older and I started like, man, Deuce just is, is such a man. It's just a different song. And it, it it's so unique. 
and and it, there's nothing that really sounds like as much as Gene stole it from the the Rolling Stones song "Bitch." I think he says "Bitch." Yep. I mean, he stole it the right way. He made it his own. You know what I mean? He he. He's he's a genius. So. And I always like to say that that lyric is one of those. You know, Chuck Berry fucking roll over Beethoven, like rock and roll is here. Same thing with Gene Simmons and Kisses here. Get up and get your grandma out of here. Love These it. guys Fuck, are yeah. fucking it. Right? Yep. That's how yep. I look at it. It's like, I'm home. You. <laughs> to put it nowadays, it's like, I'm home. The TV remote gets put in my fucking palm, and you all get the fuck out of here because I'm going to watch. <laughs> Okay. All right. In the words of Zeus, I'm gonna watch the Boston Bruins lose Uh-oh. the missile while loud. Oh, wow, that's a Zeus when impersonation. Yeah, uh, get a fucking stroke. It's spot <laughs> what the hell on. Was that? Spot on. <laughs> well, that's what happens. He's from a, 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 a <laughs> Minnesota a guy. Draft tra- fucking impression. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, I mean, I'm fucking Zeus, eh? Yeah. That's like a, a guy trying to do a Boston accent. Oh, God. Hey, if you want to know where you can park your car, I can tell you anytime now. Eh? Oh, here we go. Yeah, here, we, here we go. Here we go. Um, <laughs> I, I can't say no. I think, I think Deuce, you can't complain. That, that's, a, that's one of those things about Kiss that you can simply say, everyone's got their own favorite song. How can you complain? Who's going to fucking bitch? Yeah, has any Kiss fan ever said, Dude sucks. <laughs> if they ha- if they have, I've never met him because that's that you just can't say that. It's just yeah, certain things, certain just, things you can't say. Something I wanted to <laughs> ask you is Man. that um, when Kiss opens, I like Detroit Rock City opening because yeah. I can picture them opening with that, going right into King of the Nighttime World, and Deuce works as the third song, and yeah. Detroit- City just doesn't work anywhere else, in my opinion. But Deuce works as the third song, and then they do their little fucking dance move, and then that's when Paul fucking takes over the mic and starts doing, you know, master ceremonies. All right, you know. Yep. And he yep. talk right after Deuce because it's a great way to be like, if you go Detroit Rock City, King of the Nighttime World, and then fucking you know Deuce, holy shit, you're in for a fucking ride. That's a good. That's uh, that's pretty solid. Yeah. And then, all right, love gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. We're going to play a song off of double platinum. <laughs> play Strutter 78. My favorite version of Strutter, maybe. I know I'm on an island when I say that, but that's okay. Oh, Disco man. Strutter, baby. Uh, listen, Baco, list what an undertaking. Great job. I wish, and maybe wink, wink. Something to do with the solos, maybe the solo album ranking of songs coming up. I, I would love to have that. You know, we'll have you back on doing that as well. Uh, great list. What an undertaking. Um, and, you know, we all wish to aspire to br- some brilliance into exactly not just listing them, but add such great things about like, you know, this is Paul's dick. So, yeah. <laughs> no, Baco. Yeah, this is great. Thank, uh, w- thanks for coming on and sharing the list with us. And uh, you know, like Zeus said, big undertaking. And like you said, you didn't just do a ranking. It was you know you had some some fun stuff there with some of the commentary. It was uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. First of all, you gave me an idea for Christmas in July 2021, the solo album rankings. So I'll yeah. uh, I'll, I'll start getting to work on that uh, probably after Thanksgiving dinner. And Peter, uh, number one. Peter number one. Go ahead. Peter number oh, one. God. Probably uh, hey, not. You know what? You know what is this? That's a great record. 
Thank I you. I like it too. I like not it too. Record, not a and, record. And I like his. I actually really enjoy everything he did up until his last solo album. So yeah, I, the, I'm, the, I'm with you the, on it. The, the Chris record, the two uh, Casablanca ones. So, but uh, he's like a, a, a like a beaten wife because of Paul. Paul is just fucking beaten poor. Like Paul, you know, it's a funny thing. We talk about this on our show is that Paul, like for instance, in that last awful book he wrote talking about how you need to be follow my, follow my example of letting things go and just moving on and being positive in your life. But let me tell you a quick history. Peter Chris sucks. And and, uh, he's a fucking loser. But yeah, yep. let's keep yep. everything positive. And by the way, that, that's your kiss part of the book. Yep. I loved, I that? loved Paul's book. Actually, I love both Paul's and Peter's books are kind of like opposite ends of a teeter totter, where yes. they're they're like they're, they're trying to be something they're not, but they constantly expose the underbelly of who they are. It's almost like they're running for re-election of the uh, Republican Party right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, to switch it back and, and actually say something nice. Um, thank you guys very much. Uh, of course, you know I'm super fans of you guys' show. You guys are great. Uh, no, we're not leaving yet, buddy. We still got more. A couple quick, quick. Oh, things. boom! You said something oh, yeah, nice not, about me. I thought it was winding down. So no, no, oh, no, no. We're not done just yet. Fucking with you, but uh, we always do a question. So you have a good question that we can have Baco answer with us. Yeah, so let's this this could be this could take a while to answer, but I find it's interesting, and I wanted Baco on here to have this one. So this is from one of our biggest fans, our buddy named Deuce, coincidentally named after the number one song on Baco's list. So he says, so so he says this is probably more of a discussion, but quickly your thoughts. What if Randy Rhodes had joined Kiss instead of Vinnie Vincent? And Vinnie oh, Vincent boy. had joined Ozzy. Mm. Quick, 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 uh, quick hit it thoughts work. from uh, Vinnie with Ozzy would work more than Randy with man. Kiss. Uh, actually, with with you got to factor the, in Sharon Osbourne and the whole contract stuff. So no, Vinnie would have probably yeah, been out, out pretty quick. Um, man, it's this is actually a really good question. I will say this. I think let's look Randy, at it just let's look let, let's look at it just musically. Oh, musically? Um, I think yeah, Vinny yeah, way better it. for Kiss. Uh visually I'll, I'll put Randy on there, but no, I think Vinny was every time he did something with Kiss is is some of the best stuff he ever did for himself. And I honestly put Lick It Up in my top three Kiss albums of all time. Smart man. Um, eight out of ten. Okay. By the way, eight yeah, out of, I, I think I think, rights, a, I think it's a good. I, I'm sorry, uh, Tom. We were talking over eight out of ten co-writes. Paul no, and Gene, Eric Carr knows Paul and Gene do not toss out co-writes. So that means he basically did most of the writing. You know what I mean? Or significant. I'm in agreement, but I, I, this gives me an opportunity to throw my Sharon um, impression out. Oh, by yeah. the way, you're. Your Sharon is spot on. I need you to do something for us. Oh, I was just going to hit it. I was going to say, hey, Vinny, get your fucking ass in here and sign that fucking contract. Or you're out on your ass like the rest of those fucking losers we fired. Let's go. Sorry. That That's it. So, but I, th- I think, I think, I, I think, 
I think Randy is is so technically skilled. I think at that in that era of Kiss, if he jumped into Kiss in 80, 81, 82, et cetera, <clears throat> I think Randy was just so supremely talented he could have done anything. And I think Vinny is supremely talented too. He was just a head case. I think it's an interesting question. I think I think Vinny Vinny could Vinny would have been better with Ozzy after the Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman records. I think Vinny would have fit in more in the mid eighties, Ozzy. I think Randy could have jumped right in with like the, the lick it up, the, you know, the animalized stuff. It's a good question. Cause you know, Vinny's a fucking mess, but technically if he can control himself and if he can put the leash on a little bit with his, he can play, but when he goes absolutely insane, like fucking boys are going to rock, you know, it makes your head split in half, even though I love it. I think Vinny, uh, I'm not, not, not Vinny, Randy, um, for very different reasons would have, because Randy was thinking about leaving Ozzy because Ozzy was just Ozzy. He just, yep. he, he liked the music, but he wanted to do other stuff. I think for very yep. different reasons, but also kind of this controlling thing, I think Randy would have bailed on Kiss almost as quick as Vinny did. But I agree with what you said musically. I think uh, Randy would have been a, a great fit for Kiss, especially for where they were going at the time. Um, but he was already in Ozzy at that point, right? I mean, Ozzy had already done the first two records by Creatures. Right, so. right. Yep, but exactly. I still love the comparison of the two guitar players. So, Yeah. Zeus, what do you got, buddy? What do you think? No, I mean, uh, what I was saying is I felt that Vinny would work with Ozzy musically better than Randy with, with Kiss. I think Randy's too good of a musician to fit with Kiss. Mm. Kiss is like... <laughs> I think Maybe. Kiss would be like Paul and Gene, like, what are you doing? This is that is too sophisticated. <laughs> Tone it down. Like, this is too intelligent. Just like, can you do this riff? That's a great point because uh, Vinny was actually more of a full songwriter where Randy was like, I write the music, you do the rest. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not probably sure. Would have been an odd fit. Yeah. Yeah. The guitar playing would fit. Sorry, Tom. Now I'm, I'm with Zeus now. So uh, that's okay. I, I love him. But <laughs> I, lo- I lo- I'm, I'm a huge Vinny fan. I'm a huge fan of his era with kiss and I love his solo stuff, especially all systems go way back. Zeus and I, Zeus and I did that album review. You like it better sh- than the debut, huh? Oh, oh it's not yes. even close. Oh, 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 all system- oh, oh absolutely. So great tunes on that album. Oh, Mark Slaughter. Mark Slaughter is, is, kills it on all systems go oh, those songs are great he's he's great but the, the the first record's better and you guys are idiots so wow uh, yeah, no. okay okay so okay. after we usually <laughs> answer our question we usually go to our little plugs but we will turn that over to you my friend okay. tell us where people can find you your podcast or anything else you want to tell us about what you do well, um, if you listen to a podcast on any type of uh, podcast app, you can find us there. Just type in Cobras and Fire. You can go to Google, you know, any search engine, Bing even, type in Cobras and Fire podcast and you'll find us. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Uh, just if you go to CobrasandFire.com, you can find a link to all of that stuff. We have a special group, I think both of you guys are members of, on Facebook, uh, Cobras on Fire, which is a private group, but it's more of kind of like a, well, actually, it's no different than our show. It's just kind of off-color <laughs> bullshit, uh, 
uh, where, where, where people get to interact with us a little bit and kind of share some stuff and honestly give us show ideas. So, uh, yeah, do all that good stuff. And uh, if you if you do happen to check us out, uh, give us a review or share us, that kind of thing. Uh, like on Twitter, we're at Cobra's Fire. I'm, I'm taking your guys' lead. I'm trying to grow our audience a little bit. I'm going to start a weekly poll because I'm inspired by the two of you. Nice. Um, all right. So, um, nice. I just, we love polls. Yeah, it turns out that uh, people do too. I just did my first one. We got four new followers within two days. So uh, there you go. I think I think I'm onto something. Just copying what you guys are doing. Yeah, Perfect. You're well, you better you, than half of the fucking rockin' pod. Yeah, and you and in <laughs> Cobras and Fight, you already ripped off one Kiss podcast. You should might as well rip off another. So. <laughs> So we, we've set this up twice. I just want, which one did we rip off? I just wonder which one it was. We, we've set this up twice for you. You're not going to take any fucking free chances. We just put these softballs out for you. You're not going to hit back Sonny and his crew over there? Oh, wait. It's, oh, oh, the light goes off. Woo. Oh, I, love I it. hope to love God it. you leave all that in the show. Yeah, Podcast Rock City. Uh, thank you for all your inspiration. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, good stuff! Oh yeah. my god, it's good. I think it's because I already knew Sonny outside of that show, and it's like I didn't. That. Right, right, you know, right. I, to be honest, when when that whole nonsense went down, I, I gave him some shit, and uh, I didn't. Even, I forgot that. Like, oh, that's right, Sonny's on the show. I probably should fuck with him too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good times, Tommy. What about us? Where can people find us? So you can always start off with uh, our email, our email address, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Uh, we, we, we read most of them on the air. We respond to them. So uh, reach out to us, comments, feedback, show ideas, whatever. Uh, we're on all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And we also have a, a, a Facebook group, the shout it out loudcasters jump in on there for uh, some kiss talk, you know, all that good stuff. The podcast can be heard everywhere. We're part of the Pantheon podcast network. Uh, tons of great shows on that network and our show can be heard anywhere. You can hear a podcast. Uh, if, if there's a certain platform that you're using and you can't find us, um, then I don't know what the hell platform you're using, uh, but you can, let, you can let us know and uh, we'll, we'll, we're, we're there. Um, and also, um, we, you can get some cool shout it out loudcast gear from our buddy, Ed over at click T shop, click with a K. Um, he was, the, he's the guy that designed our cool logo. Um, Ed also specializes in awesome kiss inspired gear, great logos. And, uh, you know, if you're a deep cut kiss fan, like you are, if you're listening to this show and going through all 200 and. 30,000 songs that we just went through with Baco <laughs> and Zeus, um, then uh, you'll have a good time with with Ed's stuff, too. So uh, check us out and check Ed out. Yeah, we're also part of the Pantheon Podcast Network with our fellow podcast brethren over there. Check some of those guys out. There's some good shows up there. And again, we always tell, I always like to tell people, you can always send us direct messages, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We respond, and especially the email. Again, shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Calm. Don't forget those five star, star. child reviews. Um, and uh, we appreciate those. Helps us fi- people find us and uh, moves us up the food chain so we can get huge guests like this guy, Baco, <laughs> on our program. <laughs> now, we usually end our show with famous last words. You got any ones for us there, Baco? Uh, uh, hold on a second. I was trying to find the. Uh, I'm trying to pick this. The, oh, that's the perfect... fucking great! What a fucking way to end our show! Oh Jesus my god! Fucking Christ! 
I'm gonna pull one of those fucking no, Bill O'Reilly videos, or you we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Zeus, let me set up my joke. Jesus Christ! Oh, fuck! I ruined it. Uh, hold on, guys. I was just trying to pick the perfect bonus gift on AdamandEve.com. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, my famous last words is that uh, earlier today, as we're as we are recording this. Uh, uh, a sort of hero of mine, Mac Davis, passed away earlier today. Know him? And uh, he I'm a, a big song. Elvis guy. He's a big guy with Elvis, too, there. Mac Davis. Yep. Country he guy. Wrote, he wrote a song that I think about every morning when I look my look in the mirror, and that is, Lord, good Lord, it's hard to be humble. So my famous last words are inspired by that brilliant song, the theme song of my life. And that is, I'm a six-foot, hot-look, all-American man. Oh, God almighty. The, f- the fact that you drew the line from Mac Davis to All-American Man, I got to give you credit for that. Nice. Wonderful. Wonderful tribute. He was in, um, wasn't he in that football movie in the 70s? North Dallas 40. North Dallas yeah. 40. Great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Tomas. My plane's delayed, and I'm afraid they're going to keep me waiting here till nine. Then a stewardess. And a tight blue dress says, I got the time. <laughs> Credit to Baco's top five song. Oh, no, sorry. That was rock bottom. That was room service. I get dressed to kill confused because I love the whole album. Great album. I'm never going to stop. I'm never going to give up in the fight. Because <laughs> <laughs> after the battle is done, all you got left is your pride. Had to pick that right from your list. Had to be my lyric. Yeah, because the song deserves better. <laughs> what a great way to bang out this episode. You know, if you don't play my game, I won't play. Because I'm know, a fucking big baby. I'm going to walk off the stage. Frank Sinatra thinks he wrote the best version <laughs> of my way. <laughs> Fuck you, Frank. I got one better. Oh, God almighty. Baco, thank you. Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. The pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you. Baco, thanks so much for joining us. This was a blast as we thought it would be. A lot of fun. We'll do this again. Thanks, pal. Thanks for having me on. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.